Well, it's about fucking time. I'm hosting this time and this is Mass speaking. You're listening to Playthrough, the podcast for middle-aged gamers where we play some middle-aged games. And this time we'll be playing some heavy metal, won't we? Say hello to Andy. Hello. What episode number is this? Uh, 750. Chris? (laughs) Decapitation. Oh, yeah. Jimbo. What's Jablin, Jables? <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, the Playthrough Podcast crew, and we're ready to record our first episode on Brutal Legend, the double fine, what is it, action-adventure, real-time strategy? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in a, in just a few hours. It's, it's going to be a short one. <laughs> None of no the worries. above. <laughs> yes. Did they know? Did they know what genre they were making? They no. actually did not, no. They, they were working initially on a real-time strategy game only, and uh, they figured out after working on, on that for a while that it was just more fun just uh, messing around with the main character. And then that uh, turned into an action adventure instead. So uh, that's a bit of story for you there. Mm. So before we get into Brutal Legend, let's hear what you guys have been up to. Andy, tell us, what have you been up to, mate? Mm, I'll keep mine brief because I know that Jim's got some exciting news to share. So I oh. have been... Settling into the PSVR, we'd obviously given our initial impressions on the last recording, so continuing to find my feet with that. I had to take some responsibility, I think, since the last recording for saying that I was struggling to get a pin-sharp image. It's still not perfect, but having gone to <laughs> having gone to the opticians for the first time in four years, I find out that oh, my no. prescription's out by about <laughs> half a diopter in both eyes. So uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a result of COVID. I, I went, I thought I'd been there in the last 18 months or something. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the last appointment here was 2019, apparently. So that would explain it. And they were basically trying to find a polite way of telling me that I'm getting old because he was saying that, <laughs> the, uh, that obviously your eyesight will start to improve as you reach your um, a later stage in life. And uh, he was also, I think, trying to break it to me gently that I'm not a million miles of needing very focals at some point as well. Oh, so no. Yeah. So I, I look forward to the night when we're recording, when I've got my, my very focals on a nice chain around my neck and I can uh, oh, maybe no. wear... And your electric blanket. Yeah, I've already I got that. Yeah, that's fine. So I just need some, <laughs> some sensible knitwear now and we're, we're good to go. So, uh, oh, that's the worst though, when you have to start putting your glasses on like a little, little yeah. yard. Yeah, 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 on the end of my nose, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, and start looking over the top of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
but uh, that did actually make a, funnily enough, as you'd expect, that did actually make a significant difference to how I'm viewing the um, more of the. It tended to be more for the text than anything else. Uh, oh, it's still not how how sorry to interrupt. How unmetal is that? <laughs> it's so unmetal that it's extremely metal. I would say mm, that's <laughs> very metal. Yeah, it's the uh, but. It did make it's new metal. It, it, yeah, <laughs> oh. it was de- it's definitely not new metal. Don't you worry. The um, but that did make quite a difference to just basically. I think how I'm able to enjoy it, and it's uh, it's made an improvement. It's still not perfect, definitely not. I still think there's more of a delay than what you were led to believe with the eye tracking and the the focusing that's going on or or not going on. Maybe as instantaneously as what it, it maybe originally suggested but um i think a combination of that and probably my eyes and my brain getting zeroed back into vr because i'd taken quite a long break from the original psvr before starting with this headset so it has i think it just had to kind of retrain my brain for that a little bit so Mm. i've been able to play a bit more of um gran turismo uh which has obviously been good practice for the driving sections of brutal legend a lot of comparison between the two of them there and <laughs> the um that seems to be fine no sort of motion sickness of that and then the other one that i played which was i actually think it's been the best example of what the technology can do i would say so even more than the i've only played maybe the first hour or 90 minutes of um the horizon zero dawn demo but the uh, Resident Evil uh, village or village, as I like to call it, um, that is is absolutely spectacular. I don't know if any of you guys have played it yet, but it is really, really good in terms of the graphical fidelity more than anything else. And also, I think how much they've integrated the PSVR controls and controllers into the gameplay um, to the point that you are really carrying out all of the actions. Um, as yeah, as that, as you'd expect that, to do in real life, that's the game changer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, mean, the, 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 I I played the whole of Resi Seven, other than a couple of bits where I was too scared in in on the PSVR, and it was great, and I really enjoyed it. But the the things that bothered me were playing a game in VR, but with the Dual Shock. Yeah, that kind of took Breaks you out of it. Yeah. And also the the downgrade, the visual downgrade was was so big that I always felt like, oh, I'm missing out on these great visuals here because I'm playing it in this Vaseline-smeared yep. uh, couple of screens. But but in the hour, and I have only played an hour myself because it's the game I'm going to go to when I finish my current crop. Uh, the, the, the downgrade is definitely still there. Like I compared, I turned, I took the headset off and played a little bit and then put it on. The downgrade is definitely there, but it's nowhere near as pronounced. But the thing that makes all the difference, and we said it last time, Talking about like the tactility of VR, like in Resi, to get something out of your inventory in Resi Village, you have to literally open your coat, reach into your jacket, no pull out the thing you need, and if it's a herb, you need to put the herb to your mouth. Yeah, and like like that is the game changer. And even a like, bit because it's so immersive. It, still it really my is. Mind and that this also... wasn't what you guys have been playing for years because my, my well, very very is... first uh, VR headset was the first Oculus, and it did just this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that was five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's a game changer for me. Though. Yeah, yeah it is, definitely. It is, and I think definitely. hopefully, maybe it's kind of you know they've they've brought that a bit more into the mainstream as well. They've just probably yeah. brought the same yeah. technology a bit into the mainstream. And I mean, again, there's another bit where, and it's not in any way a spoiler because 
you know, well, spoiler alert, you will you will fight bad bad guys in Resident Village, but it's um, again, there's a bit hmm. where you so you carry your knife on your forearm in a sheath, yeah, and there's a bit where you're being attacked by somebody, and you know, whereas previously you would just start button mashing in the hope you could defend yourself obviously that doesn't work you've looked they say as you've got somebody running at you and attacking you you've got to you know hold up one arm and grab the knife out of the sheath and then start stabbing at them and it really adds to this sort of sense of frenzy and franticness whilst you're being attacked yeah you 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 feel so vulnerable um and then have you got like the 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 headset vibrating and everything else and everything everything as well yeah yeah so that's been really good so i think i probably will I haven't actually checked what price that's on at the moment, um, what the full price is. But I, I might. I've got more than enough to be playing at the moment anyway. But when that drops, then I will. I will definitely pick that because I think you can see that they've they've obviously really gone all in on making a you know a full fat VR experience, which you know I'm I'm very very happy to support. Um, well, hold fire on Village because I'm going to play it next, and when I'm done with it, I'll send it up to you. Oh, nice! Oh, brilliant! So, oh, well, thank you very much, Tim. There we go. Yeah. Did, did you play Seven, Andy? No, no, no. No, I've, I, yeah, because I don't know, because I want to ignore that, and I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> sweating. Um, yeah, I don't no. know whether to to play it in VR or, but obviously I'll be playing it on the old, the original PSVR, or or just do play it using the PS5 patch. I think I'm probably going to end up with doing it on the PS5 patch, but. I would, mate. I would. I, I think you sacrificed too much, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. It was good. It was good. But I think you sacrificed too much with 7. Look, it's, a, it's still an incredible-looking game, that. But it's not when you play it with PSVR. Yeah. Just on while we're on VR, the one thing that you, I think, Mads, need to check out very much in two games that I would recommend that you have a look at if you haven't already. A game called Humanity, which is, to my mind, it's just Lemmings. Okay. It's just like lemmings. You have to guide these humans, very small humans, to the to, to the light, and you have to manipulate the environment. It's very cool, um, and also a game called Before Your Eyes, which is only came out last week. I, I saw think. it got a very good review, though. So I that, I really want to play that one. So so that is a game which you control only with your eyes. Oh, was this so the blink? When you the blink, blinking one, you change the scene, yes, and yeah. apparently it is—it's a, a really emotional story, but an incredible showcase for that um, for that eye tech. It did come out on Steam last year, so it was on. I think you could play it on the Quest, but from read on Digital Foundry or watched on Digital Foundry that the PSVR two eye tracking tech is much more sophisticated than what's in the current uh, market headsets. Yeah. Um, Apparently that's the platform to play it on. It's only about twelve quid. It's only about three hour narrative experience, I think, but well worth checking out. Yeah, yeah. sounds intriguing. I, I haven't had time to put on my PSVR two since we last spoke, so at some point next year I'll probably try it. Yep, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> You'll just have more games to play. PSVR two is not just for Christmas, man. Indeed. Exactly. And those it, it, it's for the kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and those three hour sort of games are, are perfect, aren't they, for VR? Because it's not such yeah. a. Yeah, it's like watching a film. Yeah, it's not such a big investment of your time as well. Mm. Yeah. You, you could probably do it in like two or three sessions, couldn't you, without sort of being. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, in this, you're not in this to... lid for the yeah, 10, 12. Yeah, the yeah, motion only... sickness or whatever is, it reduces yeah. the risk of that. The only thing with Resi 8 is that there's no trophy. You can't, there's no trophies when you play it in VR. What? Which is really weird. Matt, I know Mads isn't, doesn't care about trophies. <laughs> I'm so sad to hear that. 
<laughs> yeah, there's no there's no trophy integration if you play it in VR, which seems really weird. Yeah. Maybe if you're into that kind of thing, it's a reason not to play it in VR, of course. Mm. Go for it. It, well, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. No. But it, yeah, it is. It feels like a stranger mission. Yeah. Yes. But that's it for me. Nothing much else to report. All good otherwise. So, Jim, with the big news, drop it on us. I've been playing Minish Cap. Drop the mic. <laughs> brand new game (laughs) Um, yeah i i I, uh so i suppose i when i got the mister a couple of months ago i basically made the decision i was going to sell all my mini consoles they were no longer needed sold them and the money i was going to use then i decided to buy uh i was going to put towards an arcade cabinet since then, the PSVR 2 came out and I was struggling to find a, an arcade cabinet and I was starting to um and ah about which one to, to spend the money on. And I was on Facebook, at, at the, I think it was at the weekend, um, just going through some old UK VAC posts and I found a website, Videotronics UK. I don't know if any of you was like, yeah. when, when you found your cabs or were looking for your cabs if you'd heard of it, but I somehow I hadn't come across the website before. Anyway, checked it, and there was a, a cab on there for sale. Um, there was two prices, one with a Bomb Jack PCB and one without a, without a PCB. Got in touch uh, with the chap who, who also found out he runs the um, Flashback Arcade in Bradford. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I've bought myself a Leisure 2000 uh, arcade cabinet. Yes. So, yes. We're so, so weak with a CRT and everything. CRT, yeah, yeah, CRT and everything. It's mm. only slightly bigger than the one up that's behind me. Um, a little mm. bit wider, a little bit taller, and obviously a bit deeper. It'll feel a lot. It'll feel a lot CRT. bigger when you're in front of it, though. It's always Probably, the way, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I've already had. I've already had these conversations with uh, with Kate. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, the the one up is uh, is is going once it's arrived. It's purchased. I was chatting to him today. It's been palleted. He's just waiting on it to get collected and, and a dispatch date now. So, Amazing. so are you gonna are you gonna use? Do you have to organise your own logistics, or will he? I, I so because it's in Bradford, and I'm, I'm so obviously in Bristol. I'm no because Andy and I know a guy. If you. Uh... Don't, don't we, we do? <laughs> well, <laughs> I I ended up paying. It was plus taxes with taxes, one hundred and sixty quid extra for it to be delivered to my house. Uh, yeah, so it's not bad. It's not I kind of figured it. I could go up there in my car and probably spend about sixty quid in fuel there and back. But yeah, I'm already getting you're, aggro about getting a cab, let alone getting aggro about going up there for a day. Driving and to Bradford. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these yeah. guys do it day in and day out all the time, so they're well used yeah, to, exactly. to moving yeah, exactly. them around. But it'd be such a versatile cabinet that when it's great. I mean, it's just however you want to have it set up and whatever type yeah, of games you want to play on it, you you can do so. It's yeah, um, it's ideal really for. Yeah, spears, all that sort of stuff will be. Yeah, that's very exciting. It's the same ones. It's the same ones they got over at the the arcade I- archive, um, so like in the yeah. bottom part of the, the cave, MC cave. Um, yeah. And after chatting to, I think his name is Mo. I think it was. He, yeah, it's Mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can um, they, you can rotate the screens 
He was telling me it's dead oh, easy to do. You just pop the front off and you can rotate the screen. So that's ideal. Um, I'm going to look at the pie, sort of pie to jammer route. Yep. So yeah. basically you just Raspberry Pi. Uh, shout out to Heavy Metal Don, uh, by the way, if he's, if he's listening to this. Um, he's sorted us out with a, a Raspberry Pi. So and let's face it, if he's not listening to this, he might as well not listen to another play. Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is as um, targeted as it gets. Yes, yeah. definitely. So I've just got to source the Pi to Jammer, which is just basically like an adapter that plugs onto the Jammer harness, and and I'm away to go. Uh, it, it looks. It, the, he sent me a really cool video actually of the the cab in the arcade, sort of. No one was using it, but it was up and running, like running yeah. bomb jack and everything. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It, I think the side art looks, there's a bit of damage to the side art, but I'm not really that it's popular about that. It's yeah, yeah. And then the bottom of it looks where people have obviously put their feet. It sort of chipped away and paint a little bit, but mm. stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you're going to, I think overall the condition of it looks really good considering it's probably what like 30 years old or something well there's, there's, it's, it's quite nice with these things as well with arcades I would say more than anything else it's it's nice to, I, you sometimes want them to look they've had a bit of use I mean it's all part yeah. of their all part of their history isn't it and yeah, uh, yeah I mean you can the fullest of time you can you can have it looking like brand new if you really want but um, you know it's 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 you know, every arcade that you've played in your life up until this point has not been a, a pristine show, showroom arcade. They've, that's the condition that they've all been in. That's what they were in 20 or 30 years ago when we were playing them at, you know, county fairs and everything. That's yeah, just absolutely. There were no better, there were no, or in no worse or better condition back then than what, than what that one will be. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully that will be uh, be around, hopefully, the weekend, but I doubt it. It'll probably be next week, I'd imagine. At the nice. Mm. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, yeah, wonderful news. Let, let's hope this is not another Victrix for you then. You <laughs> well, this was it. I had my fi- this or... is it, isn't it? I had my fingers <laughs> burned with a Vectrex and I was start I was starting to wobble as to whether to go down the CRT route or just go for an L C D and you haven't got any of those issues. But then when I saw this, I was like you gotta you gotta, gotta, you gotta give it a go. Hand- yeah. I could I know, handle a it- project. Yeah. Project, so. so funny thing, if if you want to do it properly with this, uh, an LCD instead, you need to get a proper OLED 4K display and you need to get a beefy PC to do all those filters that Rauschi is always talking about that you need uh, lots and lots of horsepower for. And in the end, it, it becomes more expensive than just buying something with an old CRT. Yeah, in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm. stick a PS4 in there and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running Street Fighter, Street Fighter, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Street Fighter Six. Yeah, when that comes out, <laughs> get a PS5 so- job done. But yeah, no, I'm in, yeah, looking forward to uh, to getting that. And then obviously, then I've got to sell the uh, sell the one up. I'm like I'm yep. like Steve Erickson at the moment, sort of buying and selling everything, <laughs> channeling your inner Steve. <laughs> yeah, no one's like Steve Erickson. <laughs> So, Chris, what have you been up to then? So, I have been uh, trying to finish my current crop of games that I'm playing, really, so I can get stuck into some PSVR stuff. But one of the games I've been... Did I mention last time I've been playing Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origins? No, I don't think so. so. I I might have just started it after we recorded last time, so... Yeah, over the past kind of two, two and a half weeks, I've been playing this this game from last year on the PS5, which yeah came out to lukewarm reception. 
and between six and a half, seven and a half out of ten, really across the board, which is you know still a good game. You know, seven out of, as we've always said, seven out of ten games are good games. Mm. Uh, so it kind of started it. Yeah, graphics are all right. Sounds you know okay. Storyline is terrible, and it kind of just barrel loads loose at you. Like from the moment the game starts, you know, you literally every single level you get in these three hundred pieces of loot. And for the first kind of two or three hours, I was like, nah, nah, I might even stop playing this. But then, the combat. Once you start to unlock some of the some of the different jobs, the combat, I think, honestly, is absolutely incredible. I, I am, so I'm now 35 hours in, right near the end of the game. The combat is, I think, amazing. And there's people listening to this who will have played... Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise and we'll be like he doesn't know what he's talking about that combat is rubbish it's this this and this and it's basically Neo right so it's made by the same people as Neo it's the same people who've just released that Wolong mm. gym that oh, we, yeah. demo we yeah, played yeah, in um, at EGX just come out so it's the same team really that, so that's what they've done before Wolong is it real time combat then it's absolutely amazing like it's yeah so it's real time um, you know, kind of parry dodge combat, and this is the second game that I've played this year after Fallen Order, where I've come away from it thinking, I bloody love this combat. I just love it. Like I can't get enough of this. I'm already thinking that as soon as I finish, you unlock a chaos mode, which increases the combat. And I never do this. Normally, when the credits roll, I'm ready to turn the game off and play something else. But I'm already thinking. I've got a couple of missions left. And I'm already thinking I'm going to go through the whole thing again in chaos mode because I'm just addicted to this combat. I just absolutely adore it. And I think it's where I've not played a Souls game and I've not, so I'm not spoiled. You're not burnt out on it like, and comparing everything well, to, I'm, to Dark Souls. Sort of. That's, that's yeah, next I'm season. Not spo- <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. next season. Yeah. But I'm not sold on, I'm not spoiled by it because I haven't got, I, I can't compare it to the Souls games because I've never played them. So I'm just, I'm just basing it on what on, on its own merits, on what it's given to mm-hmm. me, and I'm just absolutely, it's mesmerising. Like I had the 45 minutes on it just before we started recording, and you know, up against these, the I was underpowered against these enemies, and the, you know, and what, the, the cool thing about it, if you're into Final Fantasy, you recognise some of the enemies, right? So there's Arimans and there's Marlboras and there's Coels and. Yeah, if you're into Final Fantasy, you'll know those enemies. So it's pretty cool seeing them rendered, you know, on a PS5, even though, like, artistically and technically, it's not the best game. But, like, you go into these fights and these enemies are so much stronger, um, so much stronger than you. So you're on your, your, it's so tense. You know that if you miss a block, you could be a one-hit kill. And, oh, man, it's just exhilarating, honestly. It's so good. And I'm I'm sure that when once we've been through the whole Soul series and we've played and what's its face Sekiro and we've played Bloodborne, you know we're gonna we're gonna be like oh no, everything else is rubbish, just like most people seem to um, seem to be after playing those games. But in the meantime, yeah, it's made me really want to play Neo now, uh, and and Wolong apparently is also really good. But yeah. I'm really into these kind of modern character action games at the moment. And that's yeah. on uh, Game so Pass, ben, isn't it? Ben, Wo, Wo Long? Wo Long yeah. is, yeah. It was day one yeah, Game Pass, nice. yeah. Yeah, I've, 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 I've installed it just to 
check it out, but I haven't fired it up yet. So yeah, so that's what I've been, I've been besotted with that really. <laughs> Um, from a modern gaming perspective, I've absolutely loved my 35 hours of it. Uh, and the only other thing I've dabbled with is the DLC on Sparks of Hope, Mario and Rabbids, which oh, released yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Okay, yeah. Um, the first of three, I think, DLC releases over the course of the year. This one adds a, um, it's called the Tower of Doom. Uh, and I think I've only kind of played an hour or so, but I think once you get, I think it's, I think it's got like, it's introduced roguelike elements apparently, and you have to uh, go over, go up to up the Tower of Doom many, many times. I haven't really got very far with yeah. it, but, but still, it still seems holding like your it, interest. The gameplay is absolutely superb yeah. on Sparks of Hope. Like that moment to moment of gameplay is really, really good. I mean, I spent fifty hours playing that. I didn't realize it was that long. Okay. And actually, kind of getting back into, it, I'm actually going to go mop. I was ninety two percent completion when I switched it off. So I think I'm just going to mop up those last few side quests to get up, yeah, like, up to 100. Yeah. Eating away at you, uh, <laughs> but it's it's nice to have a game on the go on the Switch, isn't it? Because yeah. there are moments there are moments in the day when we find ourselves alone, and it's nice to uh, have something to do. Yeah, no, I'm en- I'm enjoying sort of going through Minish Cap. I say it's yeah. just a nice uh, an hour like before bed or whatever, you know, just dropping in, play a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll be playing Link's Awakening in the uh, yes. community playthrough over on Retro Asylum yeah. next month. Mm. That'll be, I've never played that game. Oh, so it's a tr- yeah, it's a good one, that. Yeah, really it's good. It's brilliant. It's so nice. Yeah. So that's me. Speaking of Game Boy, Mads. Speaking of Game Boy, I've got some news because I finally picked up an analog pocket. And yeah, man, yeah. is that a treat. It's... I mean, how I've survived this long without having it. An analog pocket. I'm not. I'm not really sure. It's. Uh, you it's don't know what you're missing thing. until you've got one. That's the thing. Oh, no, exactly. It's the best thing I've bought in years. This and my Mister, and I'm happy. I, I don't need anything else. I think it's <laughs> it's perfection. So I, I started out just uh, playing uh, my own original Game Boy cartridges, and, uh, and I love the filters. I'm, I'm a sucker for those filters they've built in. So when you play the Game Boy games, you can you can play them. Uh, I think the the default is uh, the green. Uh, original Game Boy screen that it uh, it replicates yeah. and of course the analog pockets uh, display is exactly 10 times larger than the uh, the original Game Boy so it's like 1600 by 1440 or something like that if the original Game Boy was 160 by 144 I think and, and it it, uh, it having 10 by 10 pixels to represent every single pixel means that they can do these beautiful beautiful filters so so it looks just yeah. like in my mind's eye, my Game Boy looked back in the day. I know the screen is like twice the size, and and the and, and the light coming out of this thing is so much better. So my old eyes can actually see what's going on. But it feels you know, think, just right. And it, yeah, it, I, I, that's, I that's that's the does it not amaze you how good the graphics are on a lot of these games as well? Yeah, exactly. The, 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 the original display it, yeah. couldn't do it justice, but when you're looking at it now, you look at yeah. these games, you think this is this is phenomenal. The 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 detail that's in these levels. Yeah, and I find myself switching back and forth because I had the original Game Boy, but for some games, I got them later on when I was actually playing on a pocket. So you can just, uh, there's a button combination, you can switch to the pocket layout or the pocket display mode instead. So you get that and it looks just right as well. And there's even the Game Boy Pocket Lite that had a backlight, uh, backlighted screen that has, uh, they've got a display mode for that as well. But uh, I've been sticking to the first two ones, the the Game Boy Pocket and the original Game Boy modes, and it it's just it makes me so happy just playing through my games like that. So in the weekend, I finished uh, three 
Game Boy games, I think. So I finished, uh, for the first time ever, Super Mario Land 2, six golden coins. Oh, yeah. I had that when I was a kid, and it really didn't interest me for some reason, even though I, I loved the first one. So I never finished it, and it's quite easy to do. <laughs> so uh, I, I finally finished that, and uh, I finished uh, Kirby's Dream Land, which is just uh, comfort food for me. I can finish that in about... 20, 25 minutes. It's, uh, it's such a nice yeah, little yeah. game to, to run the through. Best, one of the best theme tunes ever as well. It's just, it's, you can't help but yeah, smile and yeah. whistle while you're playing exactly. <laughs> did, um, exactly. Did you ever play the 3D version that they brought out for the 3DS? It was no, the NES never. version, but in 3D. Okay, no, I never played that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really nice. It, it really mm. pops, actually. It? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. I have the original, uh, the very first Kirby game for the Famicom, which is actually quite a, a gem of a little game as well, but they're so easy. I mean, it's uh, there's no challenge there, really, but it's still a yeah. joy to play. I, fi- I felt the same way, actually, about the Super Mario Land 2. I was uh, slightly disappointed when I was finished, but, but actually I enjoyed myself all the way through. It was so easy. There was no challenge, literally no challenge in any level until the last one and when i got to the last one i had 99 lives because i've maxed out <laughs> the the counter because it was so easy yeah and i lost 20 lives there before i figured out how to how to actually get through that level and that was good fun but the uh, yeah, it's a beautiful game that man the music and the graphics in that game are just absolutely stunning yeah yeah definitely i, I really enjoyed going through that and for the first time ever i finished a game in the community playthrough part of retro asylum because Having this new thing in my hand, I needed to check out the uh, the Open FPGA course as well, of course. And I played through Castlevania: The Adventure. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Man, that's tough. Oh my oh, god, that's tough. <laughs> it was actually playing it as I did with save states. It it became fun just bashing my head against it over and over and over again to see if I can actually get through it. But man, that game was tough. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a shocker. Yeah, that's a shocker. I, I did my usual thing with the safe stating at the beginning of each level when I go through stuff like this. But even with that, level three took me ages. I, I found level four easier actually, Chris. But level three, man, that was tough. There were two moments in level four which are just impossible. Well, not impossible, which are just incredibly difficult. And then I just could not work out the final boss. I just could not do it. Yeah. Uh, just and uh, when you go when oh, you're playing it without save Dracula. states, you can't switch it yeah, off. Yeah, I, I have to to admit, I, I I after losing to Dracula a few times, I made a save state right before I entered that boss fight. Yeah, so did I. That was too that's hard. where I gave yep. in. Yep. Yeah, that's where I gave in. But up until that, I played it without save states, mm. and uh, and every time you switch on the Game Boy, you have to just trawl your way through the first two levels, which are just ridiculously easy, and then. Hope for the best, then. Oh, it's a crap. It's game. just a slog, isn't it? Yeah, it I didn't. Is even, I didn't even get through level three. I was like, no, I've had, I've, had, I've seen enough yep. of this. But I would say this is re- a good game to play with save states. Go in there with save states, yeah. have fun, try to puzzle your way through it. It's, it's actually quite uh, enjoyable. But it's not a good game really in dis- its own. I've been really disappointed with the Castlevania game so far. You know, the series that we're playing over there on the community playthrough. Yeah, I've been a bit disappointed. I'm hoping that they get better from now because we've got Castlevania 3 next on the NES and that's supposed to be pretty decent. Okay. And then I think there's a big jump with uh, 4, isn't there, on the SNES? 4 is good, yeah. Super Castlevania. Yeah. 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 But And then obviously I think we could, yeah, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood and all that. Yeah, yeah, which is just takes it to another level, at, doesn't it? it? But I, Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? That they... That, 
they made it as far as Castlevania for. I mean, obviously they they sold bucket loads, didn't they, back in the eight yeah, days, which is why they 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 got to a Castlevania four. But going back to them now, they're a really difficult play. They're so hard. So, Mads, when are you going to play Pokemon? Um, oh, yeah. I, I think I have Pokemon Red, Silver, and Emerald originals uh, that I bought for my kids at some point that they wanted to play. They're not the originals, though, mate, are they? Are they? The, the red one, isn't that the no, first one? Ye- ye- yellow and blue? Yellow, uh, yeah, yellow. Well, red and blue, the and then one. yellow was like a yeah, okay. remix version. Okay, so red and blue yeah. were the originals. I'm sure red was yeah, one yeah. of the originals. I, I picked those up at oh. Flea Marks years ago, and I, want, I actually want to play through red at some point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Perfect opportunity now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really loving going through the Game Boy uh, catalog here. And with the old FPGA course where you can play ROMs as well, it's uh, it's just a plethora of games to play, aren't they? I'm, I'm uh, playing Mole Mania at the moment uh, yes, when I go to bed, just uh, puzzling through a, a, a screen or four. It's, wow, great game, great yeah. game. I, I'd say I'm glad that we went with Donkey Kong 94 back in the day instead of Mole Mania for yeah. that uh, Game Club month because that is... That is better, but Mole Mania is still really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, I only had to dabble at it when we were, because it was on the shortlist. Mm. So I remember having a dabble at, at, at that, and I think Balloon Fight was the other one we had on the shortlist, wasn't it? Could it could be, could be. Um, but uh, Donkey Kong 94 was a good winner. Donkey that Kong, oh, that was yeah. a great game, wasn't it? Mm. Mads, another one for you. Disco Elysium? On the Game Boy? The D-Mate? <laughs> yeah, mate. So I've got suffering it. through it I've, on a PC I've, isn't enough, or...? I've got it on mine. Oh, God, I was imagine? playing it the other day. <laughs> Why'd you do that? Eight-bit renditions of the whirling in rags tune. Mm. It's all there. The game is all there, man. It's well worth playing. Yeah. Was yeah. it just done as At text, least you can't you can't hear Kuno this time yeah. around. That would, that would make it better, I guess. <laughs> there you go. It's there. It's it's really playable. Mm. So I actually want to pick up some uh, more modern uh, puzzlers for the Game Boy because uh, there's still an active scene in the in the Game Boy community. So I want to try some of those as well now that I've got this thing. It's uh, it's it's perfect because I I've always loved the Game Boy, but my aging Game Boy uh, the the display is so hard to see these days. Even the pocket, you need the right uh, lighting conditions to to properly see it. Then I'd, yeah. I'd switch to my Game Boy Color because the screen is t- slightly better there, but still it's so small. So, I mean, it, mm. it's just it's just nice to have this analog pocket yeah. instead. And I and I got lucky with it. I was I was ready to pre-order it and wait for a year for it to to turn up. But then I found one on the local marketplace that I could uh, go pick up the same day, uh, and and only for. Uh, what was it? I ended up, I ended, I ended up probably paying forty quid extra for not having to wait a year. So, well, I think if you if you offered that to anybody who's sitting in the queue at the moment, I think they would be doing exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. and it deal. was sealed. It was sealed yeah. because he, this guy, he bought two: one for for himself and one for his mate, and his mate didn't want it. So <laughs> his loss, big time. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. That's that's really lucky that. I mean, the only, the only ones in this country that are around are like 400, 500, you know, I've seen even 600 quid. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel I got lucky, definitely. And he was such a nice guy, uh, very much into his retro as well. I had a chat with him when I picked it up. So, uh, yeah, oh, this is good. I'd be delighted to sell it to you in that case, then. That's great. Mm. Yeah. Did, you pimp the, did you pimp the podcast? Uh, I actually didn't. 
Maybe you know, you know, have, you, have you not got business cards that you hand out to people, man? Go host, play through podcast. No, repping. Nah, yeah. I, I assume the people just recognise my face, but certainly uh, the, the voice at least. Not yeah, once. This is it. Yeah, yeah. You can get. Do you not recognise me? I'm sexy man. Yeah, yeah, you can get like double-sided. Ra one side, yeah. play through the other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be good. I'll oh, play through A. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, guys, are you ready to get into the meat of it? Yes. 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 Ready yeah. to rug and roll. So I have been looking forward to this for, for quite some time. I've been, been nervous about picking this game because I always like to dive into the more narrative, thoughtful games. And this is definitely not it. It's, it's something completely different. But the Brutal Legend is one of those games that I loved back in the day. And I haven't really replayed. I've picked it up a couple of times just, just to get the, get a feel of it, but never played through it once again. And I was, um, I was half sure that it was just my nostalgia and, and half sure that it was a, a beautiful game. So I'm, I'm, and, and again, doubting myself whether it's just because I love heavy metal that this game is any good. So I'm really, really looking forward to listening to your uh, takes on this game because this game is nowhere near perfect, but it's, it's just, uh, it's a gem of a game. I can't. I can't see its flaws. So you, you're going to have to explain those to me. <laughs> <laughs> so brutal legend. Uh, it's a double fine game. Um, I've actually. I haven't even got the stats here. What was it released in 2009? Something along those lines. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. I actually. I, it flew under the radar for me back then. I never knew that it came out and. F- for some reason, I, I never uh, participated in those uh, online contents uh, or anything like that, but I did. There was some social media or something. I clicked some link, and a couple of months later, uh, in my dro- my mailbox dropped a copy, an Xbox 360 copy of Brutal Legend that I never ordered, and I didn't even know that I'd won. And uh, I popped it in, and uh, <laughs> it was just pure bliss. <laughs> it's, it's weird, isn't it? 2009, I was still very much getting the bulk of my news gaming news from magazines i was going on websites and forums and stuff obviously yeah. but i was still buying loads of magazines yeah so it's, so did you read about brutal legend back then or well, i must have done yeah because i was yeah. buying nintendo mags i was buying 360 mags and mm. yeah. yeah yeah so this is the game that uh, tim schaefer said he'd wanted to to make for many, many years, even back when he was doing uh, The Secret of Monkey Island, this idea of Brutal Legend came into his head. He's been deeply into heavy metal ever since high school, I think, and he's always been fascinated with the, the role of the roadie. So that's why he uh, he, he thought of, uh, let, let's do this Brutal Legend thing. And Brutal Legend is, what is it? It's it's It started life as an RTS. They wanted to do an RTS where you had direct control, We've seen this uh, attempted in a few games throughout uh, history where we've seen classical real-time strategy games seen from the top-down perspective. You just control your units with the mouse or with a controller and you give them orders. But sometimes people have tried to say, what what happens if we put you in the fray? What happens if you're a commander that can run around the battlefield and and, and direct units and, and go attack stuff yourself as well? So they, they wanted to do something like, along those lines. So Eddie was actually supposed to just be directing the armies in these big battles We'll get to some of these battles later on because some of them are still there in the game. But uh, early on, when uh, playtesting this thing, they just figured out it was so much more fun just running around and bashing things with Eddie than actually giving orders and, and going through the whole RTS part. So that's why it mutated into 
an open world action adventure game with RTS elements instead? Would that be? Uh, yeah, they were. They, they were very much in vogue at the time as well, weren't they? You know, we yeah. were. We were still riding the wave at this point of GTA Three and San Andreas and Vice <clears> City. <throat> so, the these you know Assassin's Creed as well kind of came out, didn't it? Two thousand and eight. Yeah, it could be earlier. No, earlier wasn't it? Launch title for the three sixty. So. These kind of, you know, early open world games definitely were, I think, uh, yeah, in vogue in the late noughties, definitely. Mm. Yeah, so they probably also aimed at something they, they thought would be more marketable. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, I, for one, am yeah. very, very happy that they went that way because um, I yeah. think we can all agree already that the, the real-time strategy parts of this game are not the best parts. They're very RTS light, I suppose, aren't they? They are. They are indeed. And I think in the end, they probably, it feels as if they they saw that that was not the game's uh, strength. So they they just made it, made it easy, made it part of the the missions you needed to get through. So I've never even tried to to lose one of the RTS games yet. Have you guys? I haven't. I haven't yeah, tried to, I, but I, I have lost. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I've that lost, first yeah. one a few times. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. I, I find them so easy, but uh, but it's just because I didn't know what I was doing. But we'll get to mm, that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On but just yes, I was just going to say on the open world. While we were just quickly chatting about that, did anyone else get uh, like hate massive Halo vibes? Well, you know when you're driving around this around the open world, even down okay, to like yeah, the shapes yeah. of the trees and stuff like that. I just got massive Halo like combat the combat evolved vibes. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just it's just I mean, not not thematically, but kind of mechanically and driving the cars around just reminded me of GTA Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just in the way the cars handle, you know, in the kind of simplicity of yeah, and the fun and, and the fun of it, you, you know, it's it's fun driving the juice around, yeah. like it's fun driving the cars around in GTA three and four. You know, it's mm. it's just fun, and that that is where this game is at its best when it you just basically just noodle around. Yeah, there's something to be said about Definitely. that, you know. You know when you just sort of catching a bit of air with a with a like, yeah a bit of guitar, bit of metal going off in the background as or or in well, like GT, GTA as well. You know, like in Vice City, when you you just be and driving and then video kill the radio star will come on. Yes, and yeah. it just puts yeah. you in that. Yeah, but do you not yeah. think yeah. The, the, the the common thread with all of those was the 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 music? As opposed to yeah. the actual gameplay, yeah. is that yeah, I used to just drive around GTA, it's like Vice City and stuff. Listen to all these classic '80s tracks and stuff like that. That you were kind of almost just mindlessly playing the game, and occasionally kind of, you know, as you say, going off jumps, running people over, or whatever you were doing. And it's similar to this as well. Is that if you switched the radio off, it wouldn't have nearly the same appeal of the open exploration as it does. It's like anything. It's like getting in your car and switching the radio off. If you put like your favorite music on while you're in your car, it just completely help whatever experience you're doing. If you've got some good background music to it, which this game has got in abundance, then it instantly help. that, that, that takes a lot of your focus away from the other aspects of what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had a few <laughs> sessions here when, when I was far past or done with the staging point I've, I've rinsed everything I could find in the in the world where I just uh, locked in and for half an hour just drove around and uh, ran into animals and <laughs> listened to the music <laughs> <laughs> like v- Vito on our discord he because you have to unlock the, the what they call it, the mouth of metal yeah. don't they and the juice uh, like 
he basically got to the staging point and hadn't unlocked. He hadn't found one of the garages where you unlock, where you get the the, the radio player in your car. Oh gosh! So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so he played the four five hours yep. where. Driving around without any music, which oh. just seems mad. Yeah. It's easily yeah. doable, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to that. Because so uh, the music yeah. you, you you open it in the I think it's the first time you go down down to the middle master yeah. or whatever he's called. We'll we'll get to him later on, the master of metal, uh, and he he installs the. Can both have the scratches while you're in. Yeah, he installs the radio for you. But the the actual tracks that you're playing, you need to unlock those by uh, finding relics that you raise from the ground, and then yeah. uh, you, you get new tracks added. Uh, so is it I've, just I've one per trying... track each time that you raise one? Is it just one new track you get, or do you get a couple? You get one just I one think track. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Yeah. Could be. I, I know that the uh, the total soundtrack is 108 different tracks, so it's it's yeah, huge, it's, yeah. and yeah. And lots and lots of good stuff in there. Um, we'll have a, a talk about more of uh, getting into the details of the music with the uh, coop later on when we get to that episode. But uh, yeah, nice. I'm, sh- I'm sure he can uh, lecture us at length about all of these uh, bands. So I, I was learning yeah, new stuff even this time around. I, some some stuff I, I I forgot was there. So I'm I'm really been I've really been enjoying it. But um, yeah, the the music is is used really really well in this game the music that they use in the main missions are not as heavy as uh, it's not the death metal it's it's more of your uh, black sabbath your uh, motorhead and, De- and stuff like death that leopard. death leopard yeah going on in the main missions but once you get into the druid plow there's uh, there's definitely some some uh, very very heavy metal being played sometimes for, so for me what's the druid plow man the druid plow that's what he calls the the uh, car, car. Oh, I thought that was the juice. That was the druid plow. It's because the first time you get in it, in the very first mission, he drives through all of these druids. These, uh, these. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, so he calls it the druid plow. The druid plow. Okay. Yeah. I think perhaps he calls it the juice as well at some points. Because when you play your solo, isn't that like summon the juice? Yeah, I think you're right. I think, yeah, 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 I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's his little nickname for it is the druid plow. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, well, juice is just uh, that, a, at least that's, a juice that's is what I call a sort of chopped car, isn't it? A juice is like an American hot rod, isn't it? And then that's mm. um, and then the druid plows what he's called that specific juice. Okay. Yeah. One thing I love about this world, though, and the the world that they've built with this, and it's obvious as soon as you kind of get control in the uh, the land of metal or whatever you know, whatever they call the world, where after the intro, like. It they just it's the whole thing is just a complete love love letter to metal, yes. isn't it? Like I, so, I, I'm not a metalhead, so much of it's lost on me. But like the fact that you raised the car from the ground, you know, like that there's metal in the ground, and you raise up the engine, yeah. and you know you've got these massive kind of engines that come up from the ground that you drive into, you know, to go and get your upgrades, and like. When, I they must have when they finished this they must have looked at oh my god look at this it's like every metalhead's fever dream isn't it this whole world it's so, so the whole it uh, is the creative process I think it's Lee Petty if I recall correctly who was uh, the main artist on this yeah there's a GDC talk from him it's really interesting mm. so the, the creative process if I recall correctly was him and Tim and Peter Connell I think going into 
an old um, record store. They they found this local record store in, yeah. in San Francisco. That yeah. he, this guy he knew everything there was to lo- to know about metal, and they, they asked him to pick pick album covers for them. And they used all yeah. of those classic metal album covers as inspiration for the art style. And you can, I mean, if you're a metalhead, you can so much see that in 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 all of the art here. I mean, take pretty much any Manowar uh, cover, for example. So if you extract yeah. the homoerotic guys uh, smeared in in oil with their muscular bodies and then the, what you've got left are like mounds of skulls and big swords and everything you see in Brutal Legend. <laughs> yeah, usually some so, scantily clad women as well in some sort of yes, bikini or something. Yes. Some, but leather bikini, clearly, or some mm. chainmail bikini or something. It's like, I, I, I mean, I'm not a massive metalhead either, but uh, I've kind of had my dabbles with it. But um, I guess it just sort of taps into different things for different people. But I always remember kind of when we must have been, I guess, 9, 10, 11 ish, that age when. You know, my brother and I, and my cousin particularly, we all started to get our own either tape decks or CD players, and so you would start to... And I, I remember spending, you know, any time that we were on shopping trips or whatever, the first thing you would want to do would be to go to HMV or Virgin, and you would head down to the metal section, and you just start leafing through all the, the CDs or the tapes that were there. Just, just look at the covers more than anything else. They've got... They've got by far and away the most interesting and most diverse and yeah. just cool covers out of any genre of music. There's no two ways about that, and that really translates into this game. You could I don't mm. think you could. There's no other genre of music you could do this with. No, like there's a real identity to metal, isn't there? Like which I don't think I can't think of another genre of music where. Like if, if like you embody the music, you know, yeah. even like the things that you were, you were metal. You like there's a per, there's a metal personality type. It seems and like this is this one of the talks. I don't know. It was an interview with Tim Schafer. I was listening to today, and he was saying that like you know some of the characters they're almost you, you know they're the embodiment of what most metalheads how they see themselves. Like Lars Halford in the game. Mm. You know, even though he's kind of self-conscious about about the way he looks, he was saying that he was designed to be, you know, the stereotypical, idealized, you know, metalhead. The way most metalheads see themselves, and like, it is like a genre of music that runs through. If you're really into it, mm. like, it will run through almost every aspect of your life, and. It's almost like a way of life rather than just an interest in music. It's dead interesting. Yeah, it is most definitely. And I know, again, Coop is going to have a lot to say about this because metal is not just music. It's, it's a group of people. It's your friends. It's a community. It's it's so much more. And, and maybe because yeah. of the the fight for metal that was there in the 80s, for example, when everybody was trying to, well, at least in the States, were trying to ban it and parents were trying to keep their kids away from it. And there was there was a sense of having to fight to actually actually be able to keep listening to and making this, this music. So there's definitely a very, very uh, big sense of community uh, between the metalheads. But do, you, but do you think it's being held back nowadays, Mads, by the fact that, you know, people are still kind of harkening back to the, you know, the 70s and the 80s. I mean, what does Eddie Riggs say in the intro about how he wished he'd been born out yeah. of the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then he said, like, well, he, what no, does he say? Nah. Just a... like, like the early 70s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the early 70s. It's a, it's a brilliant yeah. line. No, it, it's you know definitely I mean? like, not held back. Metal is still very, very much alive and strong these days. You just need but to seek new, it out. Are there new metal acts coming through? Oh, yeah. Through, or lots they... and lots. 
lots of new acts. It's just not just not as mainstream as it was in maybe the eighties and nineties. Mm. So it's more more of a niche thing. So you have to seek it out. But yeah, I still go to metal concerts these days. And funny thing is, yeah, but the most your metal concerts are all about sixty, aren't they? The performers. Some of them are, yeah, because I, I watched Paradise Lost recently. I do see uh, more recent bands as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the yeah. the, the beauty about they, the the metal community, I mean, metal is is hard. It's it's screaming. It's loud. It's noisy, and it it feels as if it's filled with rage and hatred sometimes. But the metal community, they they are the most mellow and nice people I've I've ever been together with I oh mean. it's like good. The, the the least judgmental and yeah, the exactly. most welcome and i see uh, one of my friends who, who you know um jim and chris you've met moon boy um my my regular yeah. he's massively into his metal so if we've been on nights out we've we we always end up in a metal bar somewhere and it is literally the as you say kind of if you just walked in on face value it can seem quite intimidating quite daunting because it's just people who don't look the same as what you see every day walking down the high street. But when you do actually, once you're in these communities, you realise just how, I can see how, it's almost like, it kind of, like to me it always feels like kind of, almost like a, like, almost a kind of a home for waifs and strays in the point of view that it's, it, it's yeah, people exactly. who, who are, are, are joined through their love of the music and of that, uh, that community and, once, if, 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 if you just, if you're willing to be part of it, then you will be, you will always be welcomed. And like I say, it's yeah. kind of the least, once you get past that initial part, it's kind of like the least intimidating and the least threatening and the most welcoming community and people that you'll meet. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, funny, I, isn't it? I've I've got a good example from a recent uh, concert I was at. I, I I am getting older, so I was I was watching this concert from the balcony, and I was looking down on the floor where there's lots and lots of big sweaty men in metal t-shirts and and leather vests, and and this mentally retarded guy he was trying to get to the front of the uh, of the stage he wasn't walking well because so, so he, he can really control his movement very well so at some point he bumps into this huge guy spills a bit of a beer of his beer down his back and this this giant dane turned around and i i thought <laughs> fuck he's gonna kill him now what did he do? He he immediately saw this guy he needed help gave him a hug moved him around Cleared the floor and 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 brought him to the front of the stage, and and that was it. It was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, Moonboy talks about that. He goes to loads of live music concerts, and I, I mean, this is things have moved on a lot since my time. I mean, I only ever know of a mosh pit, but like he was talking about all these other ones. You get like the Circle of Death and everything as well, where mm. I think there's all these yeah. different sort of uh, variations you get on it. But so he's right up in the front, getting involved in all of this stuff. But he was saying it's always the case is that kind of if you basically put yourself in that part of the audience, you accept it. You're going to get involved in it, but the minute somebody gets knocked over or looks like they're hurt, everybody's yep. around them, gets them up, gets them fixed up, and gets them out of there. And exactly. uh, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's a, a very very cool thing, nice thing to be part of. Mm. Something I'd like to be a part of anyway. Yeah, I think if you're if you're not into it though, and you you know you only have a passing interest. I mean, I, I I like to think that I have an interest in all genres of music, and I like there's there's examples of pretty much everything that I like. But I'm, I certainly wouldn't say that I've ever been part of a metal community, and I don't really, yeah, and yeah, I don't, I don't really understand mosh pits, <laughs> you know, and it, they've always, yeah, I've never really understood the attraction. But it, 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 it can be quite 
it can be, you know, it can feel like there's a massive distance between you and and that community. I think, you know, yeah, it's all very welcoming and everything, but I think for someone who's not, it's got this air of mystique, you know, this unknown, like this sense of the unknown, and that can create that can create some almost fear, you know, of of or, or not of the music, but of the things that go around the music, and um, and that can make you pull away from it, which is probably why I'd never. Never tried to play Brutal Legend or never really been interested yeah. in it, despite being by one of my gaming heroes, Tim Shea. Yeah. yeah. My 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 memories of, of metal when, when I was younger, so sort of like 19, 20, 21, that sort of, you know, uh, those sort of years. We I used to go to a place in Nottingham called Rock City a lot. Now on a Saturday, it was on various floors. I think it was like three floors, two floors, if I remember right. Upstairs would be all sort of like new metal, death so like Deftones, Limp Bizkit, but then you'd have like no effects, Less Than Jake, all that sort of stuff. And if you go downstairs into the rig, you'd have basically like metal night. So you'd go into the, into the rig and there'd be like, yeah, these like middle-aged men with like long hair down to their shoulders, like head banging in leather. And you'd be like, oh no. Oh, I'm, I'm going back upstairs in my baggy jeans. Ah, that's my kind of crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me Blink One Eight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, but this uh, this game has lots of different uh, of the the metal subgenres in it, so there's, there's lots of good stuff for for everybody, I think. And uh, of course, there is the option to just skip to the next song in your car stereo if if stuff is uh, too noisy for you, for example. But I, I love the inclusion not, of uh, girls' school, for example. We got girls' school tracks there, and yeah, lots of lots of. Uh, there's deep not cuts. a lot of hardcore kind of like black metal though, Matt. Is there? Like, there doesn't seem to be much. Depends on what like, you've unlocked, mate. There's of... there's a lot of heavy stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, three inches of blood, kill the orcs is my favorite. I was listening. The, I was listening to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song, for example, <laughs> that's uh, that's some some heavy stuff. Love that. What's the little jingle that p- plays? You know when you unlock a uh, a landmark mm. and you view the landmark through the viewfinder, you get this lovely little kind of tinkly guitar arpeggio. Ding, yeah, ding, that's ding, Peter McConnell. I mean, they, they did a oh, so that's not they did a great soundtrack. Peter what... McConnell did a great soundtrack. Uh, I, I have that as well. Actually, bought it at some. Oh, point. so there is a score to it as yep, well as the yep, licensed yep. soundtrack. Some of the stuff isn't licensed. It's just Peter McConnell's uh, work. Yeah. Oh man, I I love that little bit of music. Mm. It only goes on for about fifteen seconds, but I really like yeah, it. Yeah, oh, he's he's a talented guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah super. Of course, been doing soundtracks for games since Secret of Monkey Island, and perhaps even before. Yeah, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. No, but the game should we should we go through a few of the missions and then uh, talk yeah. about just sure. the game as such? Um, yeah. So. What carries this game is the art style and the humor, if you ask me. And the humor yeah. is delivered brilliantly by Jack Black. It's uh, there from I, like the get-go, isn't it, with the intro? Yes. Honestly, yes the, t- so, the title screen, yeah, it's, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, the title screen's amazing. You pop in the disc <laughs> and Jack Black is there in, in real life. 
taking you into the record store to show yeah. you this, this secret record yeah. that he wanted to, <laughs> yeah. to show you. And, and he just delivers everything so perfectly. I, I love him. I want to, to carry his children. So uh, it, 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 it just makes for the perfect beginning of the game for me. But Jack Black is there, and he is, of course, the voice of Eddie Ricks. And uh, in the beginning of the game, we see Eddie, who's uh, an aging roadie, um, doing his roadie work for Cabbage Boy, I think, some new metal band. Yeah. And uh, and they're, they're, he's really not... <laughs> yeah, he's really not enjoying his job. I think that's that's safe to say. That's why they had that little uh, little conversation about they wished they were born when the music actually meant something. Like like in the 70s. It's great. Ah, man. Like in the early There's 70s. There's a great line. He's, talk- <laughs> he's talking about he's this great roadie, isn't he? Like, and he can fix anything. Mm. He says, yeah, I can fix anything. But I can't fix Except- that. <laughs> I can't fix that. Yeah. <laughs> the music. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they they play this horrible, horrible new metal. But of course, he's built them this huge, huge set, which has this uh, whole great, great beast. What, what would you call it? It's, it's definitely it's made after to look something along the lines of Motorhead's uh, logo. Of course, this uh, this huge beast. And one of the musicians crawls up there. I think it's the bass player, isn't it? And uh, and he, he falls down or he's about to fall yeah. down. So Eddie has to run in and save him. And he, of course, he does that with uh, no problem at all. But the prop breaks and falls on his head and there's blood everywhere. And, and there we have the humor again because it falls. And no, actually, actually, we have the humor with it, with that section just a bit before because when the guy goes out on the prop, Eddie gets mad and he's just about mm-hmm. to swear. And then a papa comes. Do you, would you like me yeah. to swear or would you like me to, to be about the swear words? And of course, I chose swear as a sailor. You guys? Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Yeah. he yeah. continues to, to, to swear very, very much. And then uh, when he gets that prop on his head again, before anything really happens, a pop-up comes. Would you like some 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 blood and gore, or would you would you prefer not to have that? And uh, and of course you you need to choose. Yeah, blood and gore, but only when it would make stuff look like really awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you choose that, and a, a sea of blood appears under Eddie because he's dead. But some of his blood gets into his belt bucket. Uh, belt belt buck. What is that called? Buckle belt. Belt buckle. buckle. That's what I tried to say. The belt buckle, mm. which is the same creature that, that he built the Probass, uh, which we learn later on is the, well, the Titan Ormagoden. Or Ermagoden, actually. But uh, well, let's not get so into it, that. So this is like, so I I thought that was a little bit of a pun of, oh my God, oh my God. I think so too. <laughs> but, but then it could be, I but it then it sounds like Armageddon. Armageddon. It does. I, I, I think it's, it's I both. I was thinking as like a Norse take on Armageddon. Yes. Yeah. I think it's both of those, actually. <laughs> okay. It's very clever, yes. isn't it? And apparently, Tim, Tim Schafer came up with all these, like, you know, these cleave of whatever mm. and. Like all these amazing, epic-sounding names, like he just came up with them all. He's a very talented guy. <laughs> but uh, as this uh, belt buckle is filled with blood, he is transported into another world of some sort, and that's where the whole game takes place. Because now he's in the metal world, and he wakes up, and these druids are trying to kill him. These uh, 
well, druids with quite very, very big teeth. They're like monsters. And, uh, and he picks up a guitar, figures out that playing the guitar in this world makes magic. So he, he can fry them. I think the first, uh, skill you get is, uh, electrifying them, isn't it? And he, he yeah. picks up a, a big axe as well. And he's definitely a natural with that axe. And from there on, you start chopping through all kinds of monsters to try to, to get through this world. Yeah, the guitar is called Clementine. Yep, yep. Called, isn't it? Which, yeah, it doesn't seem very metal, but the axe is Separator, the Separator. Okay. <laughs> it, it is the axe, isn't mm. it? Which is, and it's cool because every time, like, you learn a new skill or you pick up the, the axe for the first time, you get that, like, black and white screen comes yep. up. And it, again, it looks a little bit like an, uh, probably an inlay mm. from, like, an album or something mm. and gives you a quick description of what it is. And it's just all so. Cool looking, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's the game. Like you, you know, the 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 choices here that they made, they just but also so like uh, designed to just look like cool. another sort of metalism, isn't it? That guitars are some, like or kind of jokingly referred to as an axe, aren't they? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, I exactly. don't know, are they? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The whole thing's just set around, isn't it? Like you're playing, you're playing like a music video. And I suppose like opening up that, yeah, you're opening it up and, and reading about it, and yeah, mm. you're playing in that, you're playing the music. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very, very good, very clever. And that first mission is actually probably my favourite that we've played so far. Like the the escape from, you know, where he when he first meets Ophelia and he's talking about teaching a French kissing and yep. And then they make they make that mis- they make that escape in the car, and then you get that like bat out of hell kind of. Um, as they kind of jump and, uh, over, you know. That, that was uh, inspired by Bad Out of Hell. That's a reference. There's so, so many references in this is, game. And, and, and is, the music. is Meatloaf metal, Mads? Or, uh, of course he yes. is. Of course he is. Meatloaf is the most metal. <laughs> he's metal than my boots, that's are. for sure. <laughs> he's about as metal as I, I mean, can. Yeah, his yeah. covers <laughs> could definitely be used for uh, for inspiration for this game. So, yeah. uh, well, talking guess, about looking at album covers... I remember my brother and I, when we must have, it must have been around that stage, probably younger acts, in fact. So I remember my, well, my, we had a, it was a G registered Metro, whenever that would have been. What, when were G registers out? 90, 91? Uh, like yeah, I think it would have been about then, yeah. I remember being in the local John Menzies and my brother and I were, we were just looking at album covers and we saw Bat Out of Hell and we basically begged my mum to buy that because we thought it had such a cool cover on it. We had no idea who Meatloaf was, we had no idea who his music, what, what his music was like, but we just loved the cover. We were like, we yeah. need to get, we're pestered over for the next half hour. And she, she, my mum obviously, she knew who Meatloaf was and she was like, yeah, it's actually quite good music. <laughs> so I remember she uh, she bought that. I, I remember listening to Bat Out of Hell for the first time and like, like I say, I must have been eight or nine i'm thinking like this is something entirely new and this is something pretty awesome at the same time you know uh, again it, it doesn't change and i think i was interested in that sort of stuff now as i am then you know it was things like you know motorbikes and speed and noise and just you know cool <laughs> cool shit basically is what you know <laughs> what all of these songs are about or some of them at least yeah and we get the the whole uh, the licensed music in here from the get go as well because as soon as we get into the other world and we start battling the the druids, I think we hear Black Sabbath, isn't it? Children of the Grave, something along those lines playing. Yeah, beautiful, that. beautiful song. And then what I love is later on you you get on this. Uh, 
well, you're kind of standing on the top of a huge pile of skulls, all mm. kinds of different skulls and different sizes and forms. And uh, you need to get away from there, of course. And there's this box with legs that walks up there. And on top is one of those huge nuns that are really, oh, yes. really not nuns. I, I loved Jack Black's uh, conversation with that, uh, that, that nun the first time around as well. Ah, see what's going on here. I mean, I, I have to. I'm, I'm going to think you're really, really hot, but but it, really, you're just a monster, aren't you? And then she turns around and she's yeah. all mouth. And ah, I knew it, monster. <laughs> <laughs> so after we, after we whoop her ass, of course, we uh, we jump onto that that walking thing and just. I, I I was laughing so much I was crying listening to him talk to this thing. He he's reading this book, trying to get it to walk down. And of course, you just have to push the the controller forward, and it walks down the down the the mountain of skulls. But him trying to uh, to appease the metal gods to make this thing walk, it's just it's <laughs> so funny, so funny. And then he gets down there, meets Ophelia, beats some more guys, and jumps into the druid plow that he uh, he just built. And while we're driving down, mowing down druids, we've got some the next piece of music, which is. Is it back to the happy farm or funny farm? Sorry, back at the funny farm with Motorhead. Yeah, from yeah. Motorhead. Yes. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. And then we are into the game. Just the first uh, tiny boss fight as well. With the how, how did you guys uh, get along with that? Actually, I, I remember um, being a bit confused the first time I played this game at, 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 as to how to get past it. But this so time, I, of course, I knew. I don't know if it's an option that I haven't switched off, but the one thing I find is that, that if you're not doing something right or if you're not doing what the game wants you to do, it's actually fairly quick to give you a prompt as to what you okay. do need to be doing. And I think it gave mm. you, it did tell you exactly what you needed to do at that point. I think it said something like, you need to wait until it's stunned or something and then, and then, and then attack. Yeah. But it, it told you what to do after. I, I think I'd figured it out fairly. I was already doing the right thing. I just wasn't doing it quick enough, basically. But um, mm. yeah. yeah, I think here in particular, I think it's quite quick, isn't it? I think Eddie says, "Oh, I think he makes a comment about you have to do, you have to speed out the way just as it's coming down or something." Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think in this battle in particular, it was quick. I mean, I don't remember having any, any trouble it. With it, at all. No. I think it and took this a little is where bit we learned longer. to use the the nitro boost of the car as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it took a bit longer for the prompts to appear when you go against like the metallic spider later on. Yeah, it took a lot longer yeah. for the for the prompt to appear for me on that. Yeah, one. okay, mm. okay. Yeah, I found that I died a couple of times on that one. Actually, that was uh, the yeah, trickiest boss battle I've I've mm. had. Yeah, that was the third one, wasn't it? The yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna have to try at some point to forget that I know how to beat these things and and see what you mean because. I would think some of these things would be hard to figure out because a lot of the fights, you need to use one special move. And you've got like a lot of those already. So you need yes. to use like electricity to activate something. You need to use fire to activate something. You need to uh, do the earth shaking, uh, ground shaker move to activate something. And and I would just do that trial and error uh, to get to the solution. But uh, I, I didn't know they were actually, uh, they were signposting it. Yeah, it's quite fun. Like those those boss battles actually have been definitely my favourite part of the the combat of, in the whole game because there there's a puzzly element to them. Like you know, with the guy down in the mines, mm. when you have to use the ground shaking attack to as the things are over his head, yes. so like yes. the, yeah. it spills yeah. its load onto yeah. him. Was mm. 
you know, was actually quite cool. I mean, it didn't take, you know, it's not, doesn't take a genius to figure it out. No, you know, but it doesn't take long. I think it's actually once you fit, it's it's the implementing of it once you have figured it out, and I think that's where the where the, where, where the combat mechanics are at their best is usually when you're having these one on one encounters and you can lock on to the target and mm. it, it plays maybe a bit more like um it's all plays kind of like a bit more kind of um I, I kept just kept reminding of um ocarina of time battles that type of thing where you could you know you're specifically locking onto a target and yeah trying to yeah with the z targeting yeah, yeah yeah and sort of carry out a specific attack or whatever and it's mm. uh those th- those are enjoyable sections i like those ones yeah. yeah, I mean, that's an interesting little point about Ocarina of Time. This game is definitely influenced by that because, you know, what did the solos remind you of? Yeah, well, of exactly. course, Ocarina, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. You know, it's taken like summoning Epona, from, you know, you summon the juice in exactly yeah, the same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt in my mind at all that, you know, and the combat, absolutely, that's a good shout. Mm. I think that is it is most like a Zelda game than than anything else I can think yeah, of. Yeah, that's how it's felt mm-hmm. to me at least anyway, yeah. Sadly it's I never great. played Ocarina of Time. I should fix that at some point. Oh that could be another yeah, one for the uh, community playthrough well. though, Mads. Yeah. When they get eventually yeah. twenty twenty six. No, later this <laughs> oh, year. Is it? It's after <laughs> Link's Awakening. Mm. Yeah. So we drive down the mountain, we defeat that huge tentacle kind of monster we uh, opened the gates did you have any problems opening the gates you need to use the ground shaker there as well i think to make the 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 engines that held it in place fall down that wasn't signposted at least at least i i couldn't see it being signposted anywhere but then you open the huge gates and uh, you see a lot of druids so you jump into the druid plow and you plow through all of those druids blasting down there listening to motorhead (laughs) and it's it's glorious yeah, that is. You you said to us in the Slack, didn't you, that you have to listen to this song before you play that bit because mm. it was uh, that Motorhead song is uh, is brilliant when you when you're driving down that little yep. road. Yeah, very cool. And then we drive down to meet the the resistance, the leader of the resistance. Ophelia takes us there. We we kind of think that uh, the leader of his, of the resistance is her boyfriend. That's uh, alluded to isn't it yeah and that's uh there's another there's another great line there when he says she says oh can't wait to show lars this you know he's showing him the car mm. he's showing ophelia the car she says can't wait to show Lars," and he just goes lars <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> it's, it's really good but lars is called lars halford uh of course he would be the the combination of lars like from uh from uh, metallica and then uh, Rob Halford, the the lead singer of uh, Judas Priest. I'm glad you, I didn't know who Rob Halford of was. Of course, you, you can't say that out loud. We're going to beep this, Chris. We're going to beep this. <laughs> Thanks for the six Where does the six Good pack man. come from, then, Mads? Which the six pack? <laughs> What's that? Where does his six pack come from? Which where, where's the influence there? <laughs> I've got no idea, mate. Probably you, mate. <laughs> definitely not. Have, haven't Googled Lars Halford. It's definitely uh, Rob Halford. It's definitely not him. No, no, that's true. That's true. And it's not Lars Ulrich as well. So, but uh, yeah, and his uh, sister is there as well. Um, the the very nice uh, on the eyes Lita Halford instead. Of course, yeah. her name Lita is. Who, who who would that be a reference to, Chris? The old WWE wrestler Lita. <sighs> no, yeah, the yeah. Queen of Metal. Come back, actually. The Queen of Metal, Lita Forge. Stratus, yeah. 
<laughs> the Queen of Metal Who's what from Girl School? No, le- no girl. Oh, God, <laughs> so Girl School is a British band, uh, circa nineteen eighty one, eighty two, something along those lines. I'd, I'd like to say. Well, why can't that be Lisa? Lisa why Ford was was uh, the lead guitarist of the Runaways, and later on was a solo act where she got a lot more heavy and metally and did. Beautiful stuff, along with uh, Lemmy and Ozzy and, and other people. So, yes, Lita Ford. There's there's uh, okay. there's a few few tracks of hers you probably know, but uh, yeah. Oh well, it's a reference to Lita Ford as well, and I I would say that the the size of her breasts and the cleavage is probably a reference to Lita Ford as well. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you think that the women are just designed by horny metalheads? Yes. Like well, they all look the same, don't they? Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> just different, different hair colors. Yeah, there's a definite look. <laughs> yeah. There is a definite yeah, look. Although I think I prefer a, a Felix. Yeah, look, I think actually. so as well, yeah. yeah. A bit more down to yeah, earth. She's got a bit of a, a goth look to her, and that's probably because her parents were tear drinkers. More on that later. Um, I like I like okay. the band that we save later on the ones from the uh, there's a there's the three girls that have got the the big cannons. Yep, yep. Yeah, and presumably that is girl school. Isn't I it? think that is a reference to those girls. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, not sure, but it could be at least. Okay, so we need to start. Well, general general lion white lion white would be a reference to white lion the beautiful beautiful danish slash american band that uh, was made really really good glam rock in the uh, 80s i think 80s maybe early 90s as well stuff that you need to check out you need to everybody needs to listen to their album called pride it's it's a masterpiece fight me on that um yeah i quite like i quite like glam rock I do too. I, I like I like all sorts of rock and metal, and, and I quite like uh, a lot of hair metal as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But his his appearance, though, line wise, is presumably I think someone said on Discord that it's David Bowie. Yes, yeah, apparently. And do you know who uh, okay. who voice acts him? Uh, I've got it in front of me. Who is it's it? It's Rob Halford. Another. It is yes. Rob Halford. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> So this, He's really good. This kind of stuff makes me so happy that these these uh, these old metalheads are there. <laughs> They're not all really good, though, are they, Matt? Not all of them. My my very very favorite isn't actually the best voice actor ever, but I have to talk to him no. every time I see him because I just I need to listen to his voice. So, uh, but we'll we'll get to Lemmy later on. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got the we've got the voices of uh, Lemmy and Arcee and uh, I think Lita Ford actually. Uh, Lends her voice as well. Maybe she is lead. I'm not sure. Uh, but no, Lisa is played by a lady called Kath Susie. Okay, I, I, who I've never heard of. But we didn't mention that Ophelia is played by Jennifer Hale, who is a veteran mm. uh, video game voice actor yeah. and is the voice of Fem Shep. So her, I've never heard about before, but the, the others, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she played Commander Jennifer Hale played Commander Shepard in in the Mass Effect games. If you played a female. If if your character was female, okay. she okay. was uh, she was voiced by Jennifer Hale. I mean, she's been in absolutely just tons and tons of mm. games. Yeah, Bayonetta, Bayonetta. Yeah, most most yes. most controversially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's that. Uh, it's, it's she's her. All, <laughs> she's in Return to Monkey Island, man. Mm, okay. Um. Oh, so many. I'm not go. I won't list them all. She's in. Yeah, dozens and dozens. Yep. So, moving on. 
Actually, did you guys? I'm just gonna t- totally sidestep the story here. Did you guys watch the last episode of The Last of Us? Yes. Oh, uh, no, not yet. Okay, not not gonna spoil anything yet. Then let's move move on. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that in the next yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, um, just talking about voice actors, but uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. next mission is exploited in the bowels of hell. And this is now we're collecting an army for Lars. So we need to go down into the mines where the, the poor young men, the headbangers, are <laughs> banging their heads against the walls because they've got no tools. They're in the mines, working in the mines, just banging their own heads against the, the rock to, to try to get... I, I don't know what they're mining, actually, but they're mining stuff. <laughs> And they're what are they? Mind? I've got no idea. No, I don't know. <laughs> they're just banging their heads against the wall. They're just banging their heads against the wall. Was it not the Should precious metals they got? Was it not the precious yeah, metals they, they got? They got bled yeah. into the earth when? Because uh, you, know you, you know how you get those shrines almost that you have to resurrect, mm. and you get a wee bit of the story each time. I think was it not the? Yep. The metal that ended up back in the earth. I think I've kind of. I so, can't say I'm following so, the story too closely, but I think that's what. No, I think if I recall correctly, all of the metal in the earth is actually the the leftovers or the skeleton of or 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 Ermagoden. So, uh, but what what is the story like? You know, I've never don't feel like I've ever really understood what's going on. Like I understood Eddie. You know, Eddie. So w- w- which story? The the backstory with the uh, the ancient ones well, and well, what's happening in no? It's generally okay. like so. We've arrived in the world of metal mm. or the age of metal. Yeah, and General like, Lion White is enslaving people. He's he's just a minion to somebody else that we actually see immediately uh, in the first mission. We see the big baddie, who's voiced by okay. Tim, Tim 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 Curry. Curry yes, yeah. exactly. Yep. Do, dovic, doviculus. Do, yeah, do, yes, something along those lines. And he, he's the real baddie, of yeah. course, but General Lion White is one of his soldiers, and, and they are enslaving all of the youth and uh, well, just uh, using them as as, uh, as workforce for their own good. And and those are the people okay. we need to, to rescue, of course. Okay. Yeah. And I guess right. there's a, a battle between the real heavy metal people and the, and the glam rockers because uh, that, that's what it seems <laughs> like so far, at least. <laughs> so it seems like just just go with it. It's not really that important. Of course, it's important. It's metal. <laughs> it's always important. And then, and then, if you find the legends, then it gives you a little bit of the backstory, doesn't it? Which Who? I didn't know until I started looking for them after I did yeah. the staging point and was like, what are these legends? Why haven't I found any? I, I find and those really see, interesting. I'm still not done well, any they're, of they're, actually, they're really interesting. So that's mm. kind of, yeah. they're, they're, if you if you want to know a bit more about the story, Chris, they're actually really interesting. And it's, oh, who, who are the, um, who, who voices those? Who does the voiceover on the, on the legends? It's a very, rec- it's a very recognizable voice. Hmm. It's Corey Burton. Okay. okay. The name doesn't mean anything to me, but does it say anything as to what his credits are? <laughs> it's a very recognisable voice that I don't, I've never <laughs> no, heard No, I, I don't know the name, but it's yeah. the sort of person that... I, I, it sounds as though he's been on multiple voiceovers. He's got that, ty- that type of voice, but uh, he's got a good voice for doing them, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that when you yeah, when think, you hear a voice yeah. sometimes, and it, I, I think it was Landon Ricketts when I was playing Red Dead, and I could have swore it was Colonel Campbell from Metal Gear. And I, ch- I checked it and it wasn't. But yeah, it's weird when you hear a voice and it's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. 
Because yeah, don't think he's. I mean, don't think he's really been in anything that I would expect you to know, Andy. Yeah, and probably not. He's not really had any prominent I, I, roles, not in games. I, anyway. I think maybe what it is because again, it's just kind of my very sort of limited knowledge of metal. But one of my like very very favorite songs, and um, it, it sounds to me and like to my very untrained ear, but to me it sounds like the guy. I know it's not the same guy, but it's a similar sort of tone to the guy who does the, um, who does a little bit of narration at the start of a uh, number of the beast. Um, at the start of the Iron Maiden track, um, it, he's got a similar sort of voice to that. It's, it's just a very, it's just a very metal voice that he's got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so. I mean, those legends thing. I, I just didn't know how to, how to unlock them, and it took took me a while to figure out how to do the um, what are they the called relic the razor. enslaved. Yeah. No, that one was all well, right because that was just the solo, isn't it? But what are they called? The chained beasts or enslaved? Yeah, beasts? Ens- is it enslaved demons, uh, enslaved beasts, or something? The serpents, chained or beasts. serpents. The serpents. The serpents. Yeah. So they, they're the, gagged. That's one thing yeah. I've, I've I've struggled with with this game. It doesn't. So when you're driving around the the overworld and you come across these things and. And Eddie will say something like, "Oh, there, there's like there's a, something locked inside there," but you don't get any prompts as like a reminder of what you of what you're supposed to do. And like now, obviously, I know because I've been playing it a while. But at the start, I was like, well, "How do I do these? These like these little statues that you kept coming across? And mm. do, do I need to unlock like a guitar riff or something that I've not unlocked yet?" I just yeah. didn't feel like I was getting getting the prompts and maybe I had and I'd just forgotten them I, I don't know I don't know if anyone else had sort of now that's what I meant that. about the the prompt I, I don't remember ever seeing any prompts for that I mean the serpents you just use the riff that makes fire and then uh, that's just a single button press uh, it's not even a riff uh, with I the think guitar that, but yes I mean you don't you don't use a riff it's one of the combat you yeah, hold, exactly. yeah you hold yeah. the button to create you that just flame hold the, don't you? the fire button yes but I, I didn't know that I, and I don't mm. remember no, I seeing didn't. it anywhere no, I, I don't think it's anywhere. Anytime you approach something that's interactable, that's a word, you press the Y button and he it don't it doesn't yeah. tell you specifically what to do, but he says something that yeah. Yeah, he will say something strongly that as to what you do need to do. Yeah. See, I don't think it does. I mean you press the Y button near those chain serpents and he'll just say something like like he'll say, Oh, I need to free these yeah, guys. Yeah. And that and I just assumed that, well, okay, at some point I'm going to find the guitar yeah, riff same. around the landscape mm. like you do. And then it will be obvious that that's the one that frees the serpent. So okay. I only, right towards the end of the section, I I think I've, someone mentioned it on Discord. And I was like, oh, I don't know how to do that. And then I looked at the spoiler to see how, how mm. you do it. So then, yeah, and... Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, this, the game is all over the place in terms of what it tells you and what it doesn't tell you. I mean, it, it, it spoon feeds you way too much, way too much in other circumstances to the point where every story mission feels like a tutorial, and then really doesn't tell you much about anything else. Yeah, yeah, it might be right. At least all of those um, optional things. I mean, like the serpents and the the relics that you need to raise and. Uh, the story, the legends, uh, it doesn't tell you how to unlock a legend either. You need to use the ground-shaking uh, move for that. Yeah, it's, so, yeah. It, it, it doesn't. And the legends are worth unlocking, are they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the ones definitely. I've unlocked so You'll far, like I think them. I'm about four, three or four in. It, 
And it's these black and white uh, cartoons with the with a narrator telling oh, the yes, the backstory of the world, and there is an order to them, but it doesn't matter because the first legend you unlock will be the first story, the second legend you unlock yes. will be the second, no matter yeah. which one you unlock. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. and I like no, I'm quite pleased well. about that. Yeah, yeah I, like, I like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. But when it does signpost well, is on the relics because it tells you quite early on. I think when you first get to Bladehenge. I think there is something there where it says that whenever you see these red, me- are they red metal flowers? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, yep. again, yep. just so cool. Do you, do you know the other thing that we haven't mentioned as well? Well, I'll finish that point in a second. Yeah, it, it kind of tells you early on whenever you see these red metal flowers, like that suggests there's a relic around and you can use then your solo you learn early on. So again, that's that's quite nice because as you're driving around, a little bit of red will just catch your eye mm. on the side of the road yep. and you think, oh, cool. There's a relic there yeah. and you pull over. So that's quite nice and it's signposted quite well. The one thing that we haven't talked about really is like the, the we really we talked about like the way the world's built around metal, but it's really colourful, the game. And this in the age of like Gears of War and Brown and Green and Killzone, you know, and like that kind of PS3, Xbox three sixty era, this actually is really colourful. Like the characters are colourful, the world is colourful. I, it's nice, refreshing yeah. surprise to play a game from this era and actually see a bit of colour. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think at times it does look it looks really nice, doesn't it? As well, like for for two thousand and nine game, I think it does look really nice at times. At other times, it looks a little bit. It looks a little bit like I said earlier, a bit like Halo. The at time, like all the trees might be the same shape and, and things like yeah. that, you know. Yeah. The best bits were I I absolutely love the graphical style of and the the quality of that style is um, we'll cover it shortly. But when you do take the um, the Drew Plow underground and that yeah. I I think that's the, the the effect of while you're driving through the tunnels and obviously who you meet and mm. then in the background what you can see with those titans and everything as well I, I think that's I think it's actually incredibly well realised I think it looks fantastic mm. yeah I wish you could skip it though after the first oh I still time. enjoy it I, I, I still really do. I haven't got bored of that yet I, I, I quite I look forward to every time finding a new one hmm and it doesn't take too long. Yeah. No, I mean, with all the extra no. stuff I've done, I, I've already maxed out everything I can down uh, yeah. down downstairs with Arty. So uh, I, I won't be visiting him soon. So, <laughs> Mads, yeah. just while we're chatting about some of the open world, the overworld stuff, you know the landmarks that you find. So as you're driving along, you'll find like these like uh, binoculars or like a telescope yep. sort of yep. thing, and then it. it brings up this landmark over in the distance are these landmarks they're based i'm guessing are they like based on metal covers or are they just desired like to look like metal metal imagery imagery? yeah that's a good question i don't know actually i i I haven't seen um i haven't thought about whether they could be uh literal covers are they not kind of game specific locations are they not where you can go it's not do you not get different events at each of these places Oh, I don't know. Maybe I've I've just been sort of driving so. around, seeing the landmark, and then going over, sort of check it off to, um, to have a look at what it is, and then it brings up this like big, impressive sort of scene where because it pans there's out. one with like there's one with the guitar, isn't there? Like the big stone statue yeah, of the guitar, yeah. quite near Bladehenge, mm. which I think is um, which I don't think it's there's a game specific event there, but obviously. I think they're, they're on. If you open the map, you can see on your map the things that are like they're not locations that you can hover over, but you can say, okay, well, 
there looks like there is something over yeah. there, so I'll go and have a look, and that tends to be a landmark. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, no, I didn't know if they were... Obviously, like, my limited metal metal knowledge, I didn't know if I was supposed to be looking at them and, and seeing seeing something. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see it, at least. Uh, I, I would just think it were landmarks just that they wanted to show landmark. you. Yeah, and you get 10 just, yeah. tributes, I think. So that's, uh, let's just cover that then when we're straying away from the missions anyway. Uh, so when you, <laughs> Sorry, you get, uh, let's, let's cover another thing first then. You get guitar solos. I mean, you can use the guitar as a weapon to, you immediately get the, uh, possibility to stun your enemies with some lightning attacks and to use some fire attacks with the guitar as well. And you can do combos with the, the axe and the guitar. So like, uh, stunning, hitting and stunning again, then he'll, he'll stun them in midair and then hit them so they fly away, for example. So you get the different kind of combos that can help you in, in your combat. Uh, but you also get this, this, this guitar hero like mini game where you play solos. And solos, for example, can be used to raise relics. So you get, you get a solo that, that calls the car to your place. You get a solo for raising a relic and you can only activate the relic raiser when the, when a relic is, is near. And he'll always, that's very, very signposted. He'll always uh, yell it out that, Hey, I, I should yeah. probably raise this thing. And then, and you can raise the very first relic you raise is, one of those motor fortress that you drive down under the ground into this volcanic uh, underground <laughs> cavern where Ozzy comes out of nowhere. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and it's in his likeness, wearing a rope. And he's, he's initially, he is lava that just flows up and, and then forms Ozzy Osbourne. And, and that is voice acted by Ozzy himself, of course. And he does a great job as a voice mm. actor. I mean, he's he really, really good. Which is, is weird because, uh, I mean, he, even back then he was a really old man and had been doing drugs for 5,000 years. So <laughs> it's, it's weird, but he's really good at voice acting. <laughs> yeah. You want, you want to have any takes where we're involved in each line, but, uh, he, I, I think mm. he's absolutely fantastic. It, it's, yeah. I really look forward yes. to visiting it at each time. Yeah, me too. And he, he upgrades your car, he upgrades your uh, guitar, he upgrades your axe, and he sells you special moves. And, uh, to, by these, you need to um, please the gods. And uh, Eddie has this great line, ah, great, I'll come back next time covered in uh, in uh, god juice or whatever he calls it. <laughs> where where to, Ozzy says something along the lines of, ew. But uh, yeah, you, you need to, to pick up or get these tributes from the gods. And you get tributes from the gods for... For example, you get ten, I think, from one of those vistas. If you if you look through those uh, yeah. binoculars, you get tributes when you do side missions. You get tributes when you not when you free the serpents. That's something else. We do the jumps as well. We do, yeah, oh, yeah. I like, love do, like jumps. do hoverflies or something that you <laughs> yeah. jump. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, surprisingly, you have to be quite precise with yes, that. Yes, very precise, mm. don't you? Mm. Yeah. You know, I was expecting a little bit more leeway, yeah. but you have to be. Yeah. Some some of them are actually a bit annoyingly precise. <laughs> I did one jump yeah, like I ten times to... because and, uh, every single time I thought I'm, I've I've got it this time. I, I almost touched them. Because you know, again, very similar Grand Theft Auto. You know, with the with the jumps, hmm. aren't they? But sometimes you can't get a. You know, they always lead up onto a ramp, but sometimes you can't get a nice clean run up at yeah. it. So you tend to be a little bit off. Uh, off kilter, but and you know what it's like. Whenever you see one of these, you can't ignore nope. it. You know, you're like, right, yeah. I'm going to be here now for as long as it will take me to yeah, get these it. flags. And then if you hit your boost <laughs> and you're just slightly off angle, and that's it, you can't correct it or anything, can you? No. 
yeah 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 now it's cool like and the Ozzy Osbourne has some great lines mm. doesn't he and it is it is for I really like just whizzing through do you know as you're whizzing through the menu looking to see if there's any if there's anything new you know you and every time you whiz like he starts to say his little yeah. <laughs> his little sales pitch <laughs> In his brummy accent, yeah. and I love that. I said it earlier. I loved it. He says, "Oh, you want to buff out your scratches while you're here?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the one you seem to always mm, hear. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, yeah, that. I mean, that's where it's so cool, isn't it? You know, these things. Yeah, you can't help but smile most of the time. I've kind of playing this game, unless it's in one of the RTS battles. <laughs> generally, I've generally got a smile on my face as I'm as I'm playing yeah. it. It's uh, it, it's hard not to feel. Just yeah, just a bit warm knowing how much the developers must have loved making mm, this. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a love letter to everything metal. But speaking of love, actually, here's uh, a clip from uh, my beloved Riss because he sent us in a clip where he talks about his his uh, time with the brutal legend. Hey everybody, this is Reese, aka King Kong Groover, here today to talk to you about Brutal Legend. And much to the disappointment of Matt, um, I'm not going to do it in the style of another former resident of Clandidno, uh, Lemmy Kilminster, of Motorhead. Um, I guess I should start by talking about my music taste. So my music taste generally is a little bit softer than heavy metal. I do like the odd heavy metal uh, band. Um, I do enjoy um, Iron Maiden, um, and I do like the you know the odd song like you know Ace of Spades and all and all that jazz. Um, and I have been to download, went to download last year, so yeah, a little bit, a little bit heavy metal, but generally it's more of rock, a uh, little bit lighter rock, um, indie. I grew up in the late nineties, early nineties, and uh, yeah, even a little bit of dance here and there. On to the game. I this is when the game club, both in playthrough and in RA, absolutely shine. It's when you get a game that is you never hear about, you never heard about, and you fall in love with. And this is one of those ones. I should begin with the negatives. The negatives are that the gatchel gameplay is not necessarily that great. Combat is okay. Um, it's not game breaking, but I find like if knowing about four or five moves and just spamming them is good enough. Um, I don't really do many many more than that. Um, the RTS things, uh, the RTS missions. Again, if you just overload um, and spam things you can complete them. At least that's what it seems like so far. I haven't really had any problems. I think the only time I've really died is there was a side mission where we had to, uh, you had to basically kill um, some diseased antelope, which was like driving and using machine gun. And that was, that took me a good 15 minutes, but the rest of the missions, I just kind of breeze through. I'm playing it on normal, like not even easy. I'm just playing it on normal. And yeah, I seem to be breezing through the missions. Usually the missions are about the length of a heavy metal song. So that's the bad side of things. On to the good. Um, presentation is incredible. There's a lot of nods to um, heavy metal, which um, people are probably already talking about. But ones that I recognize, obviously I recognize Lemmy. I recognized uh, Ozzy Osbourne. 
Uh, Kyle Gass from Tenacious D was also there. There's a few other faces which appear to be there's somebody, but I don't know who they are. Um, and there's probably references to other things as well. Uh, music obviously is great. Um, love the music and the storyline. It's not the most in depth, but it's fun. It's simple. And it is genuinely funny. There was one point at the beginning of the game that I laughed out loud for a good 30 seconds. Um, So, yeah, really enjoying it. Obviously, it's not necessarily the most in-depth game, but I am really enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to continuing it. And it's an open-world game that I'm really enjoying because I don't necessarily like open-world games. And I think it's a fact is that it is quite short. It is quite uh, navig- navigatable. And, yeah, looking forward to part two and continuing on with Eddie, Ophelia, and Lars's mission. Uh, looking forward to uh, hearing everybody's thoughts and continuing the story. Right, do take care. So that was Reese. Thanks a lot, mate, for your clip. I'm glad you're enjoying your time with Brutal Legend, which I hope you are, because I haven't actually listened to your clip yet, but I will, I promise you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, He likes it. He does, he does. I'm just kidding. But uh, let's move on to a bit more of the missions, just to get further ahead here. I'll, I'm going to run through these quickly, because the story, even though I find it funny, isn't the most important bit. It's, it's, where, it's the journey and where it leads us. So we go into the bowels of hell and we uh, free all of those headbangers you guys stop me if there's something you want to talk about from the different missions but i'm just going to go quickly through them now then you can stop me chris already talked about the the boss battle in here in the in the mines where you you have to uh, use the ground shaker or earth shaker move to make some stuff fall down on the on the head of this huge fisted guy he's got two giant fists and uh Later on, after, I think it's actually after this mission, then those guys with the big fists join you, join your army, isn't it? Or is that later on? I'm not sure. No, it's after okay. this. Yeah. So this is the, f- so this mission is the first time when we get, when we're able to do any kind of directing other, yes. other, other units, isn't it? Or other yeah, characters. We have to so send the headbangers able- over, don't you, to, yeah, to deal with the uh, other enemies while you're dealing with the boss. Mm. So it, this is like, this is, so, when I first played this bit, I was like, okay, so this is what Mads was saying when he meant real-time mm. strategy. Um, these are the real-time strategy elements, because it's kind of somewhere between... Don't you wish that was typical... it? Then? Uh, well, I really did, and I was think- actually thinking, <laughs> oh, this is all right, this yeah. is cool. You know, I was thinking, ah, oh, you could, like, little, you know, little, you've got a little squad, you can double, you can team up with them and do the double team stuff, and or you can summon them to you, you can send them over there, attack that. Great. I was thinking, like, this is all right. You know, you do a mosh pit, yeah. just run around with the, yes. the yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. With yeah, a massive it. neck muscles. Yeah. I love that. It's so cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love yeah. the whole uh, double team thing. Every single uh, uh, unit you can double team with and you'll do something different with them. So, uh, yeah. Really, really nicely done. Yeah, some nice experimentation mm. there. This is also the first also the first mission where I got confused about who was on my side and who was on the other See, side. I have a really, really easy fix for that. So just that? use the, the targeting thing. I, I would I, yeah. I would I'd be pressing that yeah. constantly and, and whoever lights up yeah. red, ah, I need to kill that guy. So Yeah, I feel like it should be more yeah, obvious, same, though, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. To do I that. think you're right. 
but it isn't really it's just a colors uh, a palette swap really um so you they yeah. you have headbangers the enemy has headbangers as well but they've got colorful colorful clothes on there's a pink yeah exactly there was there was uh, one mission compared. that we do later on it's the first time where we're uh, like we're raising fans and ra- like you take mm. to take over the towers and you've got loads of different you've got like different unit types and I didn't have a clue who was my unit, who I was supposed to be <laughs> fighting, or yeah. Just g- give them some orders, and then uh, use the order select. But yeah, this is not the real time strategy part. This is just where you take direct control over a small army that you're running around in this open world with. So you can tell them to follow you. You can tell them to attack a target. You can tell them to to defend a position. And I think that's about it, actually. Mm. Um, and, and that, I mean, for me, that works quite well in in this mission, for example, and in some of the others. I, I like it later on where you get roadies, but let's uh, let's uh, get also to that during on. the instructional parts. Like Jack Black's dialogue is is, is particularly good during these yes. what could be some very dry <laughs> instructions. It's uh, yep, I love yep. the way he gives it, the the way he's of just all his inflections he puts on things. It's very very good. Mm. Yeah. And he's this, he's this embodiment of the, the whole metal community. He's, he's such a, a nice guy and he wants, he, he, he encourages everybody when they do something right. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a, yeah. such good fun. <laughs> yeah. But. So these are the iron heads with an E. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they? Exactly. So we uh, get through this mission and then we have ourselves an army because now the, um, the headbangers are fighting for us. But when we get back home to, uh, to, to Blade Hinge, I think that's where we meet um, Ophelia, who's been hurt, and we need to to save her. And then the only person in this world that can save her is the Killmaster, which is, of course, just a play on Lemmy Kilmer's mister's uh, surname. <laughs> so uh, the Killmaster is Lemmy, and Lemmy plays the magical bass, and uh, that heals people, but he needs some heavier bass strings. And 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 Lemmy isn't the greatest voice actor in in all of this uh, game. No, he isn't. But but I mean, I, I had a tear in my eye listening to this old guy when when I met him the first time. But that he has got a special place in my heart. He he's kind of losing him was was bad because he was the 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 last real rocker. I mean, the last of those people who just lived for being on the road for doing his music for that lifestyle and uh, it was so sad to see him go but uh, and and, uh, apparently he was a really really nice guy as well so um yeah it was nice to to hear him here and then every time he pops up in the in the game you can just go and press y you get that little y prompt and he'll say something new so i have to do that every time i see him yeah (laughs) and to be fair like he sounds exactly like he does in real life. He, he does. doesn't sound any more energetic in real life, does he really? No, no, no. He sounds just like Lemmy. I mean, Ozzy is actually voice acting. Lemmy's just talking like himself. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cool thing. Yeah, yeah. so absolutely immortalized in the game as well, which is quite a cool thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it and of course uh, they are. I mean, the characters are in their likeness. So Ozzy looks like Ozzy, and, and Lemmy looks like Lemmy. Yeah, uh, complete with the wart on his uh, yeah on his chin. So yeah, it's cool. <laughs> They've got everything. Yeah, so we need to save Ophelia, of course. But Lemmy needs some heavier bass strings, and there's only one place you can get that, and that is in the lair of the Metal Queen. And Lemmy is. Uh, is he already surrounded by tiny spiders when we get there, or is that first later on? At least he gets his bass strings from these metal spiders that spin metal webs, and, that, that, yeah. and we need to get those uh, 
really really thick bass strings from the 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 metal queen the queen mm. spider a huge huge spider that the uh, the boss fight that chris was talking about so we need to drive down there and we need to enter the layer of the metal of the metal queen and of course kill her so we can get those uh those bass strings it doesn't actually make sense that we yeah. needed to kill her to get get her web did it because I mean, her web would be somewhere else, and not <laughs> in her. But, oh well, we need to kill the big yeah. spider. <laughs> yes, yes. And after we've killed her, you, anybody, anybody want to talk about anything specific in that uh, mission, or should we just uh, move along? Yeah, I think this leads us. Uh, we, I, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting to talk about the the different music that we see, of course. But uh, what do we get? We get the Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, yeah, in- yeah. So when we talk to Lemmy, we, we listen to Ozzy Osbourne. Nice. And uh, what we get, I think, oh, we've got uh, Brockers Helm and Riot in the Lair of the Metal Queen. And then we go to the first, after Lair of the Metal Queen, of course, we get the bass strings, we save Ophelia. Then we need to get some more in, some more uh, units collected for our army. And uh, Ophelia tells... Uh, only us, not the other guys, uh, what she was doing, because she was actually trying to get these girls to join the army as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she needs to get them some weapons. And the weapons are, funnily enough, the innards of these boars. <laughs> They're these <laughs> boars with <laughs> wheels on them. And if you rip out their innards, it becomes a, a rifle. And uh, we, we, need to, uh, <laughs> we need to kill some of those. We need to stun them. Uh, and we do that with Lemmy. So running around or driving around with Lemmy in this uh, huge bike, uh, it's a, it's a three wheeler, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Lemmy is driving, and we're standing on the back seat with a, a bass. And then, when we play a note, we stun <laughs> all of the the boars in the vicinity. You need to lead the boars close to where Ophelia and the girls are standing, stun them, and and she jumps down and, and creates weapons out of these dead boars. I, I, it's like a I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, yes. I hope you were thinking of Red Dead Redemption and your criticism. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> it all came back. Just, to I, yeah, I'm just. Hoping Yakuza's got something like this in just to keep the. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think in Yakuza you might be heading something oh, else. Mm, could be, could uh, be. I'm not sure it'll be cattle or metallic, <laughs> uh, metallic pigs. Yeah. No, I, I love this play, this section, especially because of the music, because this was when they played some girl school. Sadly, they've chosen to play Bomber, which is a, a great rendition of Motorhead's Bomber, of course, but the, the girl school has got a lot of good songs themselves, so they should have picked one of those instead. But uh, yeah, great, great piece of music. And uh, then you get these girls with the, the rifles to join your army as well. And now we are led into the first... RTS battle because the next mission is the battle for Bladehenge. And the, so just, the music- just before you launch into yeah. sorry Matt, just before you launch into that, I mean so the these two factions that we've rescued here are the you know the headbangers and the uh razor girls. Mm. Ra- they are razor girls. Yeah, I think they? so. They um they, they use like- the razor boars as weapons. So these are your units for that you can call upon in the upcoming them and, RTS and of course, uh, the Killmaster's uh, friends. Yeah. The healers. It doesn't... So this is probably getting into sort of the gripes of the gameplay. So it would have been nice if they had introduced the function of these units as functional units in these battles sort of whilst the previous missions were ongoing because unless I'd missed it, 
you don't really going into this mission now with the RSS, you're not going into it thinking, okay, well, I know that I've got the headbangers and I know that they do this. And I know the Razor Girls do this, and I know the Kill... I think we know that the Killmasters people heal, but because obviously that was the point. They, they are so, so, so easy to just look at them to see what happens. You have a ranged unit, you have a melee or a direct attack unit, and you have your healers. Who are the ranged units? The Razor Girls. The Razor Girls, shoot. yeah. But can, can, shoot. can you select units. the units individually? I couldn't figure out a way to individually select so units. You, you can... I'm not sure whether you can actually in the real RGS sections. I haven't tried that. But you can in the other sections. You can you can walk up to one unit and, and I, I forget which key you hold, but then you focus on them and then you can give yeah, them an you order. Down you, you need to do that later on. I don't have it, yeah. Okay. You, you, you can't do them individually, Jim. So let's say you've got like a little group of six. With oh, yeah. A, you get all six then. You know, mm. a, yeah. a unit of Razor Girls. You have to... Order all those six yep. at once. Yeah. You can probably do that in the RTS battles as well, but I haven't used that because the RTS battles are quite easy. I just say everybody attack this way and then go help them. Yeah, you definitely can. You definitely can mm. order individual units. I did it in the because I was trying okay. to figure out if like like with the tower defense elements, if you could have like the headbangers defending the towers. And then using mm. the Razor Girls to take out enemies in the distance. But I just couldn't figure out how to individually select the units and you try ab- and deploy you them. Absolutely, yeah, you absolutely can do that. So you have to get close to the unit that you want to issue the okay. command to. And then you press one of the buttons then to select them. And then the thing we learn in the very last mission here yep. about the setting the beacons, you know, with... I've forgotten the buttons now because it's been a been 10 days or so mm. but you can then press the button which kind of sets the beacon onto a target and then you you will do only that unit okay yeah, yeah. definitely can exactly i forget the the key but, or the, the the button combinations as well but uh, we need to do that again like it feels like this it feels like all of the story missions are tutorials for something new but then at the same time, like it doesn't feel like it reinforces the message enough so that these things stick. You know, so we've got the stuff that we learn about the fangeezers and all that, and I understand that we learn that in this mission coming up about, you know, if you control the geezers, then you can it, I think it gives you more capacity. Yes. So the the, the fan geezers, they they uh, you need to build uh, merch boots on them with a riff. And and then they start uh, creating fans that you can use to buy units for <clears throat> so so you need to oh. control it's it's the rts section is very very simple gain control over as many geezers as possible take away control from the enemies from their geezers and, and then rush at the goal or whatever you need to do stay alive for as long as you need to mm. but as long as you control the resources you win because then you just need to continuously order new new uh, recruits and send them uh, against the enemy it's probably yeah. It just feels go on, Chris. it feels like these concepts don't like they don't follow through on them. Like they teach you them and they say right, this is what you need to do, but then it's like, and maybe this is what we were talking about. You know, with it being yeah, they kind of went halfway into the RTS thing and then thought, oh, actually, you know, it's more fun doing the mm. other stuff. Maybe it's like that's why it feels like not a fully fleshed out part of the game in that yeah because it probably isn't anymore it isn't the game that they set out to to make it's half of it yeah uh, yeah, i'd say you're right these rts sections are the the low point of the game 
most definitely. Yeah. I found I found it so frustrating this battle of for Blade Henge because I wasn't really sure what I was meant to be doing. I think I think it's a defense goal is to defend your stage, isn't yeah. it? Like it's the you know yeah. you're being attacked yeah. to defend, but. You know, in the end, all I did was just spam the creation of more units mm. and then just basically let them fend for themselves and kept out of the way of line-wise, who every time he got close would, would just kill me and I'd just respawn. Yeah, that's it. I think it's probably okay. worth saying as well, you can't ignore the RTS side of it, can you? You can't just... You no. can't just try and brute force your way through it using the like the, the no, combat you'll die quickly. You'll die quick and you just keep failing. You have yeah. to, you have to like embrace the RTS side of it. So yeah. even with it not being the best part of the game, I had a huge smile on when this mission started because it starts blasting one shot of glory by <laughs> Judas Priest, which yeah. is yeah. the, the yeah. perfect, perfect song to, to to start a huge battle to. It's, uh, that, that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you get these little things. That you, they're coming over the hill at 3 o'clock, yeah. and you're like, okay, well, what do you want me to do about it then? And you didn't... Yeah. Yeah, nice little conversation it, it, yeah, a, between the the Brody or whatever he is and and Eddie when he says, "Hey, they're coming over the hill at three o'clock." Oh, well, it's 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 only like noon now. It's a direction. <laughs> <laughs> you see, all of that stuff is brilliant, isn't it? Like you know, the even the, even at the low points, the you know the dialogue is great. Mm. You know, but Im- imagine if you took all of that writing and all of it away and you were left with the mechanics yeah there wouldn't be uh, oh, it wouldn't yeah right this this would be an absolute shock yeah. yeah yeah agreed these sections they they really would although the second one which we'll get to in a minute is better because for the feature yes can, yeah again yeah. The, the new thing that it teaches you mm. in uh, in that one yeah so let's move to that one the, the next part once you get through the battle for blade hinge is the tour of destruction because now we're going out and bringing the battle to Lionwide. So you have to do a defend mission, defend the tour bus. How did you guys fare with that? Yeah, I enjoyed this. That was good because it was yeah. a very, very straightforward action and driving sequence. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, there was no yeah, I think confusion we, maybe about we what you should be told. doing or what you needed to do. And yeah. the mechanics on this part, actually, because it was fairly linear and you were really just sort of following that bus rather than sort of going cross country or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it worked. I actually thought this part worked well. Yeah, we've so I wonder how Rita the, would have uh, done this because he he said he hadn't upgraded the the druid plow, so he wouldn't even have the gun. Yeah, yeah that's it. I don't. Does it let? I'm surprised it lets you start the mission without upgrading. Yeah, without the the, the gun yeah. or or the missiles or whatever you bought. Yeah, yeah it was the Gatling gun. I yeah, had but you for, could, for this you, one, I think. Yeah, me too. You could do this without even having gone into the motor forge, though, and I yeah. think that's what Fido. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was, I'm I was surprised. Just wondering what what he did. Hmm. So how he must have been just driving into them. That must have been quite uh, frustrating trying to oh, get. Oh yeah, yeah, so it would like be that. tricky. Yeah, 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 but it would be tricky. Mm. Yeah, and then we get to fists shall fall, and that that's the the next. Um, that's the next battle. Is is that the battle you wanted to talk about, Chris? Then? Yeah. So this is the one which this is the second RTS one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It is. So this is. This is where I love this when Eddie grows wings, <laughs> yes. uh, and it leads to a really humorous exchange with him and Ophelia because Ophelia's like, "Oh my god, what's happening to you?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's all right." Yeah. <laughs> I always wanted wings. Avoid, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's proper proper metal mm. when he, he sprouts his demon wings. But mechanically, what this allows you to do is get above the battlefield. 
and everything just makes so much more sense when you played an RTS game and it's from above because you can see where your units are, you can see where they're coming from. Because on the Battle for Blade Hens, you know, these units, I was like, well, where are they coming from? Where are right. they? You know, but now all of a sudden you can see it, you can see where your objective is, you can see where the enemy's geezers are, you can see where the un the unoccupied geese. And all of a sudden it was like, okay, now, all right, this isn't still doesn't feel like command and conquer, mm. but it's at least now I feel like I know what I'm doing. I can see where my units are coming in that I'm ordering. I can I can command them. And at, at this point I wasn't commanding individual units, I don't think No, I wasn't. But no. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, well, let's send them over there because that's something they need to attack. And then I was like, right, I can see it all. I can see it all coming into shape. And then once I understood, you know, I could fly over, take out the guy with the cannon. That was cool. A little bit of melee combat in there as well. All the while, I knew what my mates were doing down below because I'd given them the orders. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, this is fine. You know, this is all I want from the RTS bits. I don't know about you guys, but I just want them to be serviceable. Mm. Like, cause that's not what I enjoy about the game. So I just want to, I want to go into those missions. I want to get through them. I don't want much challenge. Yeah, I want it to feel okay, I'd, and then crack. Yeah, on I, I feel like when I, I know what I should be doing, and like I said, in terms of like you putting the headbangers to protect like the towers, and then sending the razor girls out to to to, to take enemies on before they get to the towers. I, I just couldn't figure out how to individually select these units and get them to where I needed them to be. But yeah, yeah I'll, I think I'll, it's, have a, I'll have another look at that one. It's at the point you were making, Chris, is I think there's kind of, there's been a, this is coming from somebody who has played, I think probably, possibly one RTS, was it was Kesson? Kesson was an <laughs> RTS game, was it? No. Oh, it kind of was, I suppose. Yeah, kind of was. That's my, that's the, on the yeah, PS2. That's the, uh, that, that's mm, a grand, yeah. the grand total of my, um, my experience with RTS. It's just not a genre that I'm familiar with. I have no idea how to play an RTS game. We should definitely do like Halo Wars or Gears Tactics or something. Yeah. Total Annihilation, Command yeah. and Conquer. Yeah. Also because play all the way through StarCraft. I just feel that there's, <laughs> there's been quite a lot of mechanics introduced in for me in quite a short space of time. And as you say, but, which is fine. I, I've got no issue with learning lots of new mechanics in a game. But the problem is, I think, is that you never really get time to understand them and then to practice and then ultimately to really hone them within this because in each of the RTS battles that I've had, the first one took me a few attempts, but in the second one, I actually won that fairly quickly, surprisingly quickly, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure if it was down to what I was doing or if that is just how... It just feels like there's quite a lot of build-up and quite a lot of... Um, the, the, these battles are actually sort of fleshed out with a lot of mechanics that maybe are unnecessary from the point of view that it's, it's almost asking you to, from my point of view, it's asking you to invest a lot of time and understanding to get to grips with the controls and the mechanics, but then you're ultimately, it, it, it's for quite a short battle ultimately. So there's not... There's, yeah, it's almost playing Yeah, itself. so there's not really the incentive to properly learn it. And I, I feel like when I were far enough into the game that the game assumes that I know what I'm doing with these mechanics as well, and I don't. And that's yeah. a wee bit of an issue for me because I... I any time an RTS battle is coming along, and I think there's a couple of guys that have referred to this in the Discord as well, as I definitely... Anytime that I see we're about to enter an RTS battle, I do kind of 
I wouldn't say I dread it entering into that battle, but I definitely I don't look forward going into it because I'm still not 100% sure what I should be doing. Or even, it's not even the case that I can't do it. It's more the case that I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah. so I kind of just kind of almost try to, and it's worked so far in the three that we've done. It's so basically just brute forced my way through them. So hopefully that keeps working. So what I do is I, I jump into the battles myself. I like that. And instead of just playing it as an RTS, I, I wouldn't fly around up there all the time just uh, issuing orders. I try to make sure I've uh, ordered new units because you need to do that continuously when they die, of course. And then I just tell them to attack stuff and go into the battle myself, see if I can kill as many enemies as possible. Yes. Oh, no, I, 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 I like I, the combat. I, and I, and I use that, a lot yeah. of those uh, different um, combos and, and all sorts to try to keep alive. And I hardly ever die in the RTS battles, actually. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I think we're overthinking it, Jim and Andy. Maybe. Well, I think this I is think, it. I, I think, I think I, I, I'm, the whole time I'm thinking, am I completely missing something? Or I, I think in reality yeah. I'm not. And I think I've, I've kind of, I probably... Do know I, I do know everything I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Because there's rifts like, you know, the kind of I think you can use a rift to set like a a, a point which the new units set the rally point when they yeah. yeah. Or you can use it to summon all your units to your location yeah. if you're down on foot. So yeah, there is a bit of depth and I was watching there's a YouTube video of Tim Schaefer playing the multiplayer. Yeah. Um he did like a tenth anniversary stream in twenty nineteen, which is quite funny. Uh, and he, you get some good insight about about the game. It's clearly a part of the game that he thinks is underrated. You could tell by the way he was talking. Yeah. And when he was playing in multiplayer, because when you play multiplayer, it is a stage battle, mm. an online stage battle. And I think then you need to have a little bit more about you in terms of your knowledge of how these things mm. work. Um, but I imagine on the difficulty level, I imagine we're all playing, which is probably normal yeah, or below. Yeah. I'm not really expecting that these things are going to cause us too much hopefully trouble. Hopefully not. No, no. it'd be disappointing hopefully, if it did not. because it's. Um, I think like the only thing that I would like to see, or maybe I would like to see done differently, which because it's caught me out on quite a few occasions, is that I've ended up dying quite often. Where, and it's probably just something that I need to be more aware of and just a bit more mindful of where and when to use them. But when you do use these souls within the battles, is that I was by the time I've decided which one I want to use. And you've opened up, you've opened up the <laughs> wheel, and then got them, and started playing them more because you can take damage while you're playing them, can't you? And so I end up. There's been quite a few times where I think I've been doing the right thing, but I've ultimately been uh, ended up dying. And I know it, like as I understand it, obviously it's kind of it's in the name, it's real time. But for me, I, I think they missed a trick with this. What I would love was that if you when you bring out that wheel. Just in the RTS yeah. sections, if it was to um, almost zoom in and like give you almost like this slow mo type effect where you yeah, play it and you yeah, could yeah. also have like they could have made like a real joke out of it, almost like a wind machine in front of him, like his his hair blowing and you kind of yeah, it's almost like yeah. Time yeah. Stop. yeah yeah exactly yeah. Like the world almost comes to a standstill yeah. whilst they play this solo and it would allow you to get what it is that you're trying because more often than not when I've realised what I need to do it's been very last minute and so it'd be nice if um, yeah. if you were then you know if you you, you you're doing the right thing, but you don't get the opportunity to actually to to, to do it as such. But um, it'd be good if you're rewarded for at have least you trying used, to do the right thing. Have you used a face melter solo? That's quite handy if you're in these battles and you're surrounded by because it's the face melter solo is really quick one. It's a really simple right. one to to bash out. Uh, I think it's only three okay. notes, and like it basically just kills everything in his immediate vicinity. Yeah, I think- but 
it's got it's got quite a long cooldown time afterwards, so you can't just spam mm. it. I think it's a, yeah, it's a good couple of minutes before you can use it yeah. again. Um, yeah, and again, it's a stuff that I, I think could be kind of better developed and kind of more encouraged to use within it. Um, you know, within the battles, but uh, it, it's a it's a malcriticism. Yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely it's not a good RTS game to me, so I play it more as an action game. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I ended up doing. And I always think, like, as you're saying, what, despite the fact that it started off as one, is I almost wish they'd written that side of it off and just said, you know, kind of more along the lines of uh, almost like a Dynasty Warriors type, you know, mass battles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so like that. That would have been a lot of fun. And it, it would have really kind of led into this whole kind of the sort of the metal aesthetic as well. You know, these kind of like almost these almost mosh pit type battles. That's what it would have felt like. But mm. uh, that's, mm. that's just because that's my preference of game as a kind of an action oriented game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So once we're done with this battle, we break open the the door and we find a an impassable passage because there are spikes on the floor and we need to figure out how to get past that. And to do that, we need some roadies. So we uh, jump into the druid plow and uh, drive down to the shore somewhere where there's this huge wall of amplifiers called the the screaming wall. I love that yeah, because yeah. it's I love the screaming, <laughs> yeah, screaming wall. wall. It's got these uh, feedback uh, effects running. That's why it's it's the screaming wall, of course. And you need to find some roadies there, and the roadies will be carrying these huge amps for you uh, back to the to the the. Well, to the castle or whatever, the entrance that you're trying to get through, so you can blast away the, the spikes. But the beautiful thing about the roadies, of course, is that roadies are invisible. I mean, roadies are meant to be invisible. Nobody should see the roadie. They should only see the musicians. And uh, even though they are these huge uh, people with uh, enormous um, amplifiers that are not martial amplifiers, but they do very much look like it on their backs... Yeah. And uh, you can double team with these guys. And if you double team with them, you yeah. are invisible as well because nobody can see you when you're walking around. So so now is introduced a stealth kind of game uh, where you need to walk up to some um, well, some sentry towers, really, and yeah. then blast them away before they, they shoot your uh, your units. And this is where, actually, uh, Jim, you'll have tried selecting a single unit because otherwise, or a single... Uh, group of units because otherwise you wouldn't have been able to get through this mission because at some point you need to select only the roadies and double team with them to go up and uh or I, i'm not sure whether you need to double team with them. So you I, need to select I, only I, the roadies and order sure them I, to attack something i'm pretty sure because you have is it i think you have razor girls with you as well do you i think yeah, yeah I think you're all there. Yeah. yeah yeah and um when when you go up to the sentry towers i c- continuously dying kept failing the mission not because really? i yeah not because i was getting killed i was on top of the speakers yep. so i was invisible mm. but my support units were getting were getting taken out mm. yeah you've obviously what you've done yep. there jim is you've you've not selected just yeah. the roadies no, exactly. so you, or you, yeah you i think what you might have done jim, because i died so multiple multiple times here as well is that i think i misread and it was like after repeating this multiple multiple times i realized that i was misreading the instruction was that i think you have to hold y to select the individual unit but you have yeah. to keep it held down until you've then selected the target and then let y go and it only sends out yeah. you know what i was doing was i was using y to select that target 
and letting go of it, thinking, right, it's fine. Because it, it does actually show them as being selected. And then mm-hmm. I would turn around and point at the turret and say, right, go get that. And everybody kept running at it. And I was and like, yeah. I, I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what I'm doing wrong yep. here. And uh, I, I probably did that like literally five or six times in a row. I was actually getting quite annoyed. And I thought, I, I is this, you know, mechanically, is there something that is, is not working here? And I was like, when I re- reread it, I thought, actually, that's maybe what I... Or it's like I managed to do it the subsequent time was that uh, by keeping it held down. But I think because I think the the instruction is quite misleading. I think it asks you to select the tower and then select the unit, and then you have to reselect it. Or I think you have to then reselect the tower again. Whereas I think it's actually easier if you just select the unit and then point at the tower whilst keeping Y held down and then let yeah. it go. Mm. And I was like, right, that's cracked it. Move on. Yeah, thinking so I th- about I it, I died now. there a few times as well because I sent them all up to 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 attack tower by accident. But I forget how it is that you need to do it right now, actually. Yeah, so do I. I mean, I remember thinking, that's oh, why. So I didn't die at all. So I obviously just kind of got the instructions down, but. I remember thinking, oh, this is a bit of a kind of clunky combination of buttons to do this, but. Again, like what surprised me about, and, and we've we've gone into March to Impalements, haven't we? Because this mm. is when yep. it's when yes. you do yeah, this, yeah. which is the last mission in our section. Like, I was quite surprised that, like, you know, I've been my game time is something like five and a half hours now with all the frolicking I've been doing, and I've cleared all the side missions, including all the terrible um, ambush missions, which I really don't like. They're wonderful. Uh, Oh mate, so, who, who are we ambushing? Time. I've done about bad dudes. <laughs> done about ten, you know that, and where the car goes up and like the little tower defense one as well. So I've I've purposely avoided the defense ones. I've done the racing ones and I've done the ambush ones. The racing ones yeah. are fun, and the hunter ones. Have I've done, done the hunter ones. I've done all yeah. the hunter yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, they were really good fun. So. In that in that second RTS mission, did you call the animals into the battle? No, because I did it subsequently. I, I I'd only done it once we'd reached the staging point. See, calling the animals into battle is really I bet it really would be, cool. Yeah, because yeah, especially as you the more you go through the hunter missions, like when you summon the animals, you you get the you you can summon the animals that you hunted most recently yep. and obviously as you get more powerful animals they become really powerful well I, I think because I've finished them all so I think that the hunter's gone now so I, I, there's no more hunter challenges for me to do okay so cool so when next, next time you go into a stage battle and you summon the nice. animals you'll summon those big massive um, the big yeah, massive things they've got, yeah. they got quite a cold yeah. name I'm trying to think what they're called I don't know it's yeah. uh, but what 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 I was going to say was I'm surpri- on this march to impalement. I'm surprised that the game is still kind of throwing new mechanics at us. Mm. Like you know, we're probably about halfway through, and yet it still feels like we're being tutorialized in these missions. Which I don't know. Like I'm a yeah, a little bit surprised. I mean, I would have expected, preferred maybe the game to kind of condense these things at the start and then let the leash off with us, but. Yeah, I mean, this, this, to my mind, you know, for what felt like a significant story mission, felt like, right, go here and do this, and then if you do this, this will happen. And it was all over just very quickly, and it was like, okay, well, that's a tutorial mission. It makes me dread the thought of the final battle in this next part. I just hope it's not some big, massive RTS thing where I've got to put everything together, like mechanics that I learned (laughs) like uh, six, seven hours ago, whatever it is. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, and about ten days yeah, ago. Yeah. So uh, I was just trying to, just when you talk about side missions, there there was just it's just again it's just the dialogue in this game is absolutely brilliant. It just endlessly makes you chuckle. And there's no two ways about it. Is that I am willing to forgive any of the game's faults for just how much I'm enjoying going through the world and meeting the characters. Yeah. And this is for somebody who doesn't have a massive, you know, a, a massive love of meta. I can still appreciate it, and really enjoy it. But then there was a guy. I think it must have been one of the early i think it was an early racing mission i think where basically the um you've always got the option when you get to a mission or a side mission or whatever of doing it now or later and i'd said to him that um i would do it later or whatever and he basically started calling me or he started making chicken noises at me and um the uh so eddie says to him oh you, you he's like are you calling me a chicken type thing and uh, the guy goes like Chicken? What's a chicken? Obviously, because of their world, it's completely lost him. He says, and like he says, uh, that's the sign of the blood skink, the most cowardly of all skinks. And he basically, there's a parallel universe where you've got the uh, the blood skinks that sound exactly like a chicken. It's just loads like they totally things that just go totally you know off the wall type comedy. But it's uh, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, it really makes me chuckle. You can imagine Tim Schafer sitting sitting over his desk, laughing to himself, yeah. giggling. As he's totally. tapping away, kind of just amusing himself <laughs> yeah, with some and of these it amuses things. me definitely. It's it's all very well. There's there's not really any of the humour that's sort of particularly fallen flat with me, to be honest. I think it's just all it's just all done in a really enjoyable manner. Yeah. No, as I said earlier, I played this game with a smile on my face. Yeah, permanently, yeah. Dis- despite the fact that you know a lot of the mechanics are you know you took all of the brilliant stuff away. Maybe that's obvious, but if you took all the stuff that we really enjoy away and just left the mechanics, the game would be a complete and total turkey. Yeah, same. Me. But um, but it's it's far from that as a consequence because of because of what they have added in it. Yeah. It's very far from that. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Jim, I'm just going to post in our Slack. The listeners will love to know this. I'm just going to post in our Slack the the instructions from the wiki about how you. Just select one you. I'll give that a good read, and when I go back to the game, I'll know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'll be having a wee read as well. Yeah. We're going to hear you in this next time, Jim. So be ready. Yeah. I will say, as I'm a bit gutted, I couldn't fly around the map. So this the flight mechanic ah. that we learn is yeah. only available in the RTS yeah. section. Yes, you can't do it for the RTS yeah, disappear. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. But that's what we have the druid plow for. I love yes, driving true. around this yeah, world yeah, with yeah. the druid plow. So yeah, and yeah. I, I find that you can traverse the world even though it is kind of large-ish. You can traverse it quite quickly in the druid plow. Yeah, you can. I, I wish. Yeah, you don't need the fast travel. No, 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 not at all. Did it? Yeah. My yeah. only, I think, two criticisms of the overworld would be that because I'm the same. That's kind of like you say, Matt. Is that I think it's true for every game that you play. Is that particularly I'm, I'm incredibly guilty of putting an hour or two into a game and it not quite clicking with me, and then just I'm quite fickle and I'll move on to something else. Whereas you need to, as we do with this podcast, you, you sometimes have to kind of um, persevere and push on through. And there's there's all and it's been a tr- the same for every playthrough game that we've done and sometimes it's come quite quickly sometimes it's been a little bit later into the game but there's always a point where the game just clicks for you and you think right now we're off and running I can see why the person likes this game or I can see why it got the the praise that it got this type of stuff and for me it was I wasn't and I'd say it was probably a poor comparison because I've been playing a lot of GT7 recently and so obviously Mm. driving around the uh, the 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 overworld there is I, I just wish that I think the only thing I would kind of that, that I think needs changed f- 
fairly um just from you know of quite a sort of a fundamental thing is that the, the, the car definitely needs a tighter turning circle from the point of view that it's um because the the way the level's designed is that there's sometimes some quite narrow passages that you're in or you need to turn around in but the car won't allow you to do so and you end up almost doing a so almost you know it's not far off like a, a 30 point turn like that scene in austin powers where he gets <laughs> he gets stuck in a little yeah. corridor but mm. um for me, it was just when you got the radio and I was driving around in the car and having just got the radio and it was kind of a couple of the tracks that didn't really have much meaning to me. And so I'm just flicking through them as quick as possible. And then the Motley Crue's Kickstart My Heart came on and I had my I had my headphones on. And uh, right away, I was like, OK, wait one second. I just turned the headphones up and then just set off. And you get the combination of that and then like obviously kind of like the, the V8 that, or the sort of the V8 that's sampled within the car itself and everything. It, they've got the levels just right in the in the sound design. I think where the background sounds are are still kind of they're they're very present and meaty, but they don't ever um, over overstep the mark or take the attention of the music. And so you had this really loud music. You had this engine pumping away in the background and i just i just went out driving and that was the point at which i could see that it really the game clicked for me and i thought oh this is it we're up we're up, we're off and running from this point onwards mm-hmm. um, I, I think the, the, the only <laughs> thing i would like to see in the in addition to that for the overworld is maybe just and you you might be able to back me up on this chris is it um you know i i would kind of i i kind of hold the assassin's creed games as a benchmark for icons on maps and how kind of Yeah, but also how clearly they're depicted on it as well. Is that I would like to have a few more icons on this map as to where things are or things that you've found as well. I was just thinking subsequently, you know, if you were to do, if you were aiming for a hundred percent on this game and you want to go and do all the, um, like the the bound serpents and stuff like this, I I don't think the the map doesn't show you the ones you've found, does it? No, No, it doesn't. No, no. Um, I appreciate it's a reasonably small map, but. it it just creates unnecessary work if you did want to go and yeah if you did want to go to hundred percent. I I there's a lot of enjoyment in that. There's some quite cool little nooks and crannies within the world that where you go and drive yeah. around some really quite quite different scenery as you do so as well. But um, it would just be nice to know that whilst doing that, what I found it would just be nice to see that ticked off on the overworld so that you're not uh, yeah you're right you're right yeah. Yeah, and and where that's come up is is in the um, at least with the bound serpents, you can see if there's no chain yeah. on them, mm. then you've a but you have yeah to get you have to see them in the first place. So yeah. I do. Uh, you can see you can yeah, see so the ball gag in their mouth, the red <laughs> yes. ball. Yeah, yeah exactly from, from a distance. But but with the landmarks, there is nothing to tell. The only thing, like I I reckon I've done the same landmark about five times, but the only way I know that I've done it before is that I don't get the candles. No, no, no. Just look at the base I, of the landmark. If it uh, lights green, you haven't seen it before. If it lights red, you've seen it before. Oh, okay. So I didn't... See, I didn't know that. Oh, I mean, okay. I didn't... I don't... Yeah. I, no, I didn't know that. So I keep keep doing the same one thing. And I, Have I done this? And then I'll go into the stats and be like, no, no, okay. I've not... Not had anyone. See, I I found that but, quite uh, obvious, Chris. But uh, <laughs> oh. mate, you, 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 you're just, it's been said before. You're a smarter man than yes, me. Yes, yes. But like, most definitely. What's, what's great about this overworld is is there's always something yeah. to see because it because mm. it's quite small compared to other games we've played, and I and, and I dare to say games that we will come on to play later this season. There's never a dull moment. Like there's always something to see. Like if you see a little path going off the road, 
you can guarantee there's going to be one of those legend mm. statues down there or there's going to be a bouncer or there's going to be a, a relic that you can raise. Mm. It feels like, you know, if you go from point A to point B and you're like me, you that that could take you a two-hour gaming session because every couple of minutes it's like, okay, well, there's something over here I need to go. And yep. that, to my mind, a, a great open world game and a great open world is one where when I mean to go to the next objective... I find that two hours have gone and I'm still nowhere near the objective because I've just been completely distracted by other things. And that happens all the time. In yeah, people. and the combination yeah. of that whilst listening to some really cool music at the same time as you're doing it just go yeah, hand in fa- hand. Fabulous. Yeah, it's, it's, it really kind of it's, encourages you to go off and explore. And I, I've, I've really been enjoying that part of the game. That's the brilliant... Like, the sandbox is what's brilliant about this game. Like, it's... You know, the music, it's fun driving the car around, you know, getting out and whenever you have to get out, you know, it's fine. But like, that's the real fun part. Like all of the, the you know, the, the kind of the world building and stuff is brilliant. You know, where, where it's, you know, where so far it hasn't quite hit the mark for me is actually, you know, when you're, when you're playing the game, you know, the, the story missions but are. the story is so le- good. Lesser. I mean, the, 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 the way they deliver sure the lines, that, it, the, the humor. Oh, that, that is good. Like the, 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 yeah, that, the, that side of it is absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I think like. Mechanically. Yeah, I bet yeah. It, it's really interesting. I, I think this game is to Mads what Red Dead was to me in terms of. Yeah, uh, it just, could be. I, I, yeah. I can't see its faults because I, I just loved being in that world and a lot of the kind of the the actual sort of gameplay aspects in many respects were almost secondary to just the experience of being in this game and what it gave you as a consequence. Yeah, I think that's yeah. pretty much exactly how I feel about this game. I enjoy the gameplay because it uh, brings me to the next funny sequence with Jack Black delivering some lines and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it, the, the the great music and the, the beautiful visuals and and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm really enjoying it for somebody who's got you know a very limited interest in in metal music mm-hmm. and this world. Yeah, so I can to- so I, I think if you had a moderate interest or in your case a strong interest in this, yeah. oh, it's manna from heaven. It, you know, every time yeah, that you yeah. go and unlock a new track or whatever, and you know, this is the thing you can go and listen to it on. You could go and listen to anything you want on Spotify within five seconds. But it's the fact that you've kind of that you've found it and then you put it on the car. You know, you put it yeah. on your player and listen to it. It's just it's a completely different experience. There's a sense for reward to it rather yeah. than having just yeah. typed yeah. into a search bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was so happy when I found Angel Witch by Angel Witch, for example. So yeah, beautiful. beautiful. I think I found that one. <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, 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 totally. So, let's uh, have another clip. We have a clip from Valder or Guido from our Discord channel as well. Here he goes. Hello, guys. Valder speaking here from the new game Old Flame podcast, also known as Guido. Um, I'm going to send you a message about. Brutal legend. I didn't reach the staging point yet, but I think I've seen a lot of stuff already. What I can say, my initial impressions are good. However, the gameplay isn't maybe the best out there. It's quite mediocre. It plays a bit like a 3D Zelda game, but not the best one. Honestly, I keep mashing buttons and... It seems to be okay enough to beat the game <laughs> until now. And I also did one of the RTS sections later on in the game. 
and I, I really don't know what I was doing over there. It was just I, I sent all my troops out there and they start killing each other, but I didn't know which troops were mine and which troops were the enemies. But overall, I finished it also quite easily. So I think it's quite a frictionless experience, which is good because in the meanwhile, you can enjoy the amazing art direction and music. And that's what I think the game is about, especially the art direction is crazy good. It's definitely inspired by all those album covers and metal art. And of course the music is maybe not my musical taste, but it fits the game so well. And I can enjoy classic metal. It's just I never put a CD on with that music. So, uh, But for the game it fits so good, I really enjoy it. I just unlocked uh, the car radio and that makes the car driving insanely fun. Overall, yeah, I really enjoy it. Maybe the, the graphics are quite dated, but luckily the art direction is good enough to make up for the lacking graphics. Anyway, uh, I will continue playing and hopefully you'll hear me at the next show as well. See ya. And that was Weedo. Thanks a lot for your clip, mate. So guys, about time to round up this uh, long drawn out waffle as usual. <laughs> it's just a short one. But, uh, we we have now arrived with the last mission we talked about where we were being stealthy with the roadies was the last mission of this uh, this playthrough. We're at the staging point and it seems as if we're standing right on the brink of a huge battle in the Pleasure Towers or Pleasure Dome of uh, General Lion White. So I think maybe we will be starting with a big RTS section. I'm not sure. We're probably not going to get some Frankie Goes to Hollywood, are we? I don't think so, no. <laughs> Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Probably not, probably not. Now, it, it seems as if at least all of our army has been moved to this new starting position. So so I'm, I'm thinking there should be a battle, but I'm not sure. Let's see what the next mission brings. The next mission is called... I forget. What is it called? We, we just played... I've just, closed, I've just closed down the wiki. So Yeah, I, I will find it in a second. We, we were just playing the March <laughs> to Impalement. March to Impalement, and yeah. And then we get to... By the way, there is a... Brilliant wiki um, on uh, fandom.com, Brutal Legend, if you want to, to yeah. look up stuff on this game. Essential resource for people like oh, us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Why can't I find the, the... Well, we're playing to the end of the game, aren't we? Whatever the next Yeah, exactly. Is. Playing all the way to the end of the game. So uh, Sanctuary of yeah. Sin, I've got as the next one. That oh, sounds yeah. about yeah. right. That sounds right. I can't find it right now. No, so we're playing all the way to the end of the game, and then we'll we'll talk about, of course, the story, but uh, more importantly about some of the stuff we missed, talking about like uh, the, the actual battle mechanics. There's so many combos you can use here. Are you guys using any or just hacking your yeah, slash? Yeah, no, no, I've no, been, been using, using the combos. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, I've, I've been enjoying Fine. learning those ones. Mm. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That to me seems let's, fun. Let's talk about some of the some of the favorite combos next time, and yeah. uh, the upgrades and and all of that good stuff as well. Yeah, I've got I've got a bone to pick with the way you, yeah, with some of that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. So sa for save that bone for next time, Chris. <laughs> so let's uh, let's wrap it up, guys. Do you have any shout outs you like to get off your chest before we end? Yeah, I'll go first. Usual, usual crowd. Um, you know, Martin as ever for 
chivying us along and sorting out the website. We really appreciate that. Dean, for our covers, I need to get onto him and ask him what he can do for Brutal Legend. Um, Dean about to be immortalised, of course, on one of those funky little retro cards <laughs> that you get, which is which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steen, uh, Steve, Steen, Steen, Steen. That's a combination of Steve and Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve for the for the music and also it's been great on Discord. Yes, I've yeah. had a few it's new busy, joiners yeah, yeah. over the past few weeks and uh, people playing along and getting into Brutal Legend and again much the same as us enjoying it. You know different levels and uh, it's been really nice and also I think there's some excitement building already for Yakuza as well, which is yeah. uh, typically being ge- uh, or pretty much only being generated. Well, by I was going to say, Jim, it's, 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 you, you find my surreal in Roushi, Jim, so that's an accomplishment in itself. Yes, so it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, been resisting the Leora play yeah. through for yeah. the last couple you, of you, years. You, you, you know what you're doing when you come. picked Yakuza. You knew that was going to bring him in. I <laughs> know <laughs> yeah. we've got Risu's going so, uh, through uh, Metroid Prime as well, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's me. Anybody else? No, just echo that. Just all the Discord members, old and new, um, everybody's very welcome. And for those who are new and maybe don't know their way around, just ask people within the community and they'll help you out and point you in the right direction yeah. for stuff. And uh, hopefully there's um, a game in this season, if you're not already playing this one, there'll be one that'll tickle your fancy later on as well. And, uh, yeah, it's good. Things are, things, are, things are growing nicely. And I think it's probably very likely that by the time this episode comes out, by the time we next record, I think we might have hit our 20,000th listen by the time that comes out. Yeah, very yep. close. Yep. Yep. Yeah, which is an achievement in itself. Yeah, Absolutely. Yep. Lots and lots. And for, for listeners who stayed with us this far but haven't heard the, the recent Waffle episode, the next game, as you just heard, Jim, would be your y- Yakuza... Kiwami, yeah, Yakuza Kiwami, Kiwami, which was the remake Yakuza Kiwami. of yeah, the original Yakuza game. Yeah, and then we've got... Although I have decided I am going to play the PS2. Are you? Oh, nice yes. one. No, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. go for it, yeah. It's on a PS Plus at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Kiwami. I know it's on Game Pass. I didn't know it was on Game Pass. Pass. Well. It must, sorry, I, it was yeah one of the services. Okay. Yeah, so it must be Game yeah. Pass that it's on. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. And then we have Chris with... What are we playing with you, Chris? Forbidden West Horizon, yes. uh, Forbidden West. Yeah, sure. We'll have a lot of uh, the the crew that played through uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. With I us cannot well. wait for that. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. And there's some DLC. There's some DLC coming out next month as well, isn't there? Of course. There's some DLC coming out next month, April nineteenth. Yeah, the DLC is the first batch of DLC. There's going to be multiple for Forbidden West, but the first match, the first batch, is due in yeah, April nineteenth. So we Are we should playing be it? able to. Uh, yeah, nice. man. Cool. So, is it story based DLC or just like. Uh, yeah, okay. no, it's story based DLC. Yes. Wonderful. And, Andy, you're going to yeah. be uh, finishing off the season with? Uh, an easy one. A short and easy one. Hades. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, yes. Yeah, looking forward Rock to all of those. Yes, and I so must good. apologize as well. Is it oh, basically because it's the first time we've probably recorded? Is it there was there's been loads of chat around our game picks on the Waffle channel as well, and a lot of people talking about each of our picks as well. So I can only apologize if I hadn't had a chance to reply to 
people individually for some of the comments that have been left and all the kind of like the really nice comments that have been left as well. Um, really, really appreciate the support for all of our picks. But um, yeah, as with everybody else, we've all got busy lives and uh, it's all busy times. So if we don't get sometimes the the, uh, the opportunity to pl- to reply to you individually, it's um, it's just because we are uh, very busy doing many, many, many things at once. But uh, we always appreciate them. So thank you very much. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. But before we get into those three games, there's a bit more of Brutal Legend to play. So looking forward to getting yeah. back into that. Definitely. Yeah, and with those words, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rock on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's staying in. <laughs> <laughs>